Welcome back, everybody, to the PC Master Race podcast, where player choice is the best platform. This is episode... Do I say 101 or 101? 101, 101. Yeah, 101. Okay, this is episode 101, and the topic is 101 summary. <laughs> Definitely planned. My name's Dakota. My name's John. And my name is Jones. And yeah, this is the 101 summary. We've been doing that series. I checked. The hardware was this year. We did talk yeah. about software last year, but it has been going on for the past year, all culminating to this episode mm-hmm. where it is a all-inclusive what to look for when you buy a PC. And the great thing is it's the worst time to buy a PC. Oh, great. <laughs> well, and I, I think, too, that uh, since we definitely planned the 101 to be on episode 101, sort of, kind of, sort of, um, is that it's all come down to this, so... I think it would be good to give everybody kind of a refresher and yeah. uh, and you'll also be able to go and listen to the other episodes as we'll go through it. Yes, if you want. Yeah, this is, is going to be a summary. Yeah. So if you want the more in-depth look at each part of the computer, like the CPU, GPU, storage, stuff like that, definitely dive into the individual episodes on those because this is very uh, Spark noted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Did you guys use Spark notes in... In high school? Well, Jones, you were... I didn't have to take Wait. notes. What? No, 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 no. When you were tasked with reading a book, specifically in, like, literature class, right? English class. No? Mm-mm. Was I the only one that, like, didn't read at all in high school? No, I I liked the books. I read them, and I, I was probably one of the only people that did read them, most likely. Well, that's probably why I got C's. So. I was homeschooled, so my parents just beat me instead of teaching me anything. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you wanted to jump straight to the episode, which it won't be that long because we don't have that much to talk about beforehand, we do have time, time stamps down in the description to jump wherever you wanted to go. And please remember while you are listening, if you enjoy the content, you can uh, check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash PCMRcast, uh, as well as think about leaving us a review on your preferred podcast platform. It helps out a lot. We upload episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Yeehaw Time. Yeehaw. All right. Community events, Jones. All right. So we are doing our Patreon-sponsored monthly game night. You obviously don't have to be a Patreon subscriber or anything like that. You just literally need to show up in the Discord. It's free to play. It's free to play. No, there's no pre- there's no uh, premium scumbagginess going on. It is free to play. Uh, uh, that is going to be, if you're listening right now, this coming Saturday, the eight December 18th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Yeehaw Texas time. There are states above us, but I'm from Texas, so we have no idea what they are. Uh, uh, but yeah we are going to play garage sale it's a game that we've played previously and usually i think i said last week usually it uh we're playing with teams but this is a free for all battle royale mexican standoff everybody's got to watch out for everyone else trying to to, be uh, spicy it's gonna be spicy it's always it's always a really good time yeah yeah it was the first game that we ever played for the patreon sponsored monthly community events and it was a lot of fun so we're bringing it back for the last one of the mm-hmm. year so it's a, good, it's a good holiday game wanting to screw over everyone yeah. else <laughs> and try <laughs> yeah, to basically. win it's the it's and the OG whoever you're yell. buying all the games from screwing them over because they have no idea what they're worth grandma has no idea the value that she <laughs> she holds 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're going to do that uh, December 18th at 8 p.m. Central. Literally just show up in Discord and we will uh, involve you in the game. If you don't want to participate but you want to watch, we will be streaming it live on Twitch forward slash PCMRcast. And you can find the link to that and everything else on our website, PCMRcast.com. And yeah. Yes, sir. I think that is it. Let's hop into this summary. All right. I'm ready for this. This is going to be, I I have tried to thin this down Mm -hmm. to the most vital information as possible. So I I think we, we got a good formula here. So like I said, uh, this has been a series that we've been doing throughout the entire past year. We've done an episode on every single part of a computer. Generally there's like seven major parts, the CPU, motherboard, GPU, storage, uh, power supply case. And that's, I wasn't counting with my fingers, so I lost track. <laughs> something else. Oh, RAM. Did you say something memory? like that. Did you say RAM. Oh, memory. There you go. Yeah. I did forget one. Oh, you forgot yeah. the memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a series we've done on each individual part. At the goal for these this series was to basically break down those save seven major parts of a computer mm-hmm. and explain in layman's terms how they work and what info is important specifically to help you make a better buying decision on those parts because pc gaming is all about personal preference and personal choice uh so there's a ton of stuff to choose from Mm -hmm. and when you're first getting into this hobby you have no idea what anything is so it's basically a series meant to you know filter out all of the extra stuff that you don't need to focus Mm -hmm. on what you should be looking for yeah <clears throat> so uh over the past year we've gotten a lot of feedback uh on the show and it does look like <laughs> our goal with this has helped some people which is really awesome to hear yeah. feedback is super super helpful especially with new series that we start uh because it lets us know if it's good if it's helpful mm-hmm. because that's the whole point of us doing this yeah Us- usually we get more feedback about things that people don't like i guess it's just how <laughs> human, human i mean it's it all <laughs> that's, helps that's human <laughs> no i'm saying i think that's kind of human nature though right oh yeah it's like yeah, if yeah. somebody yeah, doesn't like something like ah this is garbage you're trash yeah. <laughs> but if somebody <laughs> right. likes something you might have helped somebody like that was cool let me never tell them that that was cool like great right <laughs> right you guys ever hear that uh it takes seven rights to undo one wrong yes what yeah so it it definitely is like you have to do so much better to overcome that mm-hmm. that negative stuff luckily yeah. we don't really hear that much negative because most of the feedback we hear is in our discord and everybody there is super nice so did, a lot of it is very constructive which we appreciate did you know that in nascar if you take one right you're wrong so to help that ideal <laughs> further of helping people out, uh, this episode is going to summarize everything that we talked about over the past year. Uh, it's specifically five episodes. So there's seven parts of a computer, but we matched up a couple of them to make mm-hmm. them not boring because talking about just cases or just power supplies, it's a little boring. So yeah. instead we packed both boring episode, <laughs> both boring topics into one episode. So, you know, maybe it hey. wasn't as... Hey, that episode that was good. That episode was actually no, it was. That was, was actually one of my favorite, favoriter, favoritest. Yes, episodes. favoriter, favoriter, favoriter. Exactly. Nice. Yes, trademark. Just like funnier. Don't say it. Funnier is a word. You. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this episode is a one-stop shop for PC hardware buying guides, uh, and also this is all based off of PC gaming specifically. So when I'm telling you the different things about the hardware it's all in relation to how well it will help gaming performance mm-hmm. workstations are a thing 
and they are very similar to gaming, but we don't focus on workstation stuff. We focus on gaming because that's what we enjoy to do. So Mm -hmm. this is all if you want to buy or build a gaming computer. This is just not right now. Just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, if we didn't cover something uh, specifically in this, you know, I'm summarizing each part, so mm-hmm. I'm going to leave things out. Uh, go and check out the individual episodes. I'm going to tell you what the, in, those individual episodes are when we talk about the specific parts so that you can go and reference that if you want to learn more or maybe uh, you're furiously typing a, a message. You forgot mm-hmm. to talk about this one thing. Go and check that episode. They're pretty in-depth, to be mm-hmm. honest. I yeah. I thought they were not going to do very well because it, I thought it might be a little bit boring to talk about this stuff, but people enjoyed it. People liked hearing it broken down into like simpler, mm-hmm. more digestible bites of yeah. information. So go check them out. <clears throat> so let's Good. start off with the CPU because this is kind of the more difficult one. And this is one that we did just talk about Three in episode 98. Ago. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, as of recording. Yes. So, John, to put you on the spot, what's a CPU? It's not in my notes. That is a computerized projection unit. That is the (laughs) biggest part of the PC. Um, It's pretty much what makes the games play. Yes. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. We don't have to do, we don't have to cover this. We can just move on to motherboards then. That's all you need (laughs) to know. This is going to be a short episode. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. uh, A CPU, it's a, central processing unit um this is the one i'm going to start off with it's kind of the heart of this of your computer system in a way i know jones was uh had mentioned that before um and i told him that yes and no that's both correct and not correct the brain it was like yeah we were well i was struggling figuring out what part it was but it's basically the brain correct yeah yeah it's sort of the brain Uh, a lot of stuff so, like, your CPU is, specifically for me, the CPU is the first thing that I choose when I am building out a new system. Mm-hmm. Reason being is that it dictates so many other things that you choose for that computer. So, in that sense, it's the heart of the system as that's where everything starts. But yeah. functionality-wise, it's more like the brain. I, got well, I know, like, I never realized, I mean, I, I knew how important it was, but even, like, before we talked about, you know, just Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I couldn't even get oh, yeah? good frames in the game until... I upgraded my CPU and then I was not maxing, but I was hitting like way higher frames than I was previously just because of my processor. So yeah. Like the graphics yeah, 20, card. 20 to 45. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So that is something that a lot of people don't recognize or realize is that like everybody talks about a GPU being the most important thing for gaming. And while yes, it is a very important part, your CPU also does a lot of the heavy lifting too. So they go hand in hand, and Mm -hmm. and that's one reason why the CPU is a very important purchase uh, or important part, and you need to think about your purchase. Yeah. So uh, basically, the the CPU is very important, and about three other parts are based off of your CPU choice, right? So Mm -hmm. that's going to be your motherboard that you choose, the RAM that you choose, as well as your case. Um, Why why does your case get dictated by your cpu yeah i'm I'm starting to wonder why this in the notes <laughs> uh is it because I think it, I depending think it was, on the size of your motherboard and this yeah that's what i was thinking like yes, you, that you is, talked okay. about previously like there's different size motherboards different size like cases Correct. so yes yeah 
Okay, that I wrote, makes yeah, more sense. This was the first thing I wrote uh, very late at night the other day, so maybe that part I didn't think through very well. If, I did reread through the entire thing, so well, it's good from you, here on out. <laughs> if you were to get like a you know a super tiny case and you're trying to get like a thread ripper, it's probably not going to work out. <laughs> yes, I think that is why. That's why. Yes, it's and we'll talk about that more because while yeah, I think your motherboard is the biggest thing that dictates your case size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about that later. So specifically with the CPU, because this is a longer part of the episode, I have it broken down into a simple category and an advanced category. And basically mm-hmm. the simple category is, okay, these two things are what you should be looking for the most, right? Yeah. And if that's all you want to look for, that's fine. Th- having those two options basically will set you up pretty decently for whatever CPU you buy as long as it follows those guidelines. The advanced yeah. is more of if you want to learn a little bit more about hardware and how that interacts with games, then you can factor factor in the more advanced stuff for your buying decision. But okay. if you didn't want to learn about that or worry about that stuff, the the simple two topics we'll talk about, you, you'll basically be fine with those when you go to purchase a CPU. Cool. So the first one is going to be core count right? This is the most obvious feature to look at when you're buying a CPU. It's usually the one that's in all the marketing material. Uh, In today's current market, this is usually the main feature uh, for segmenting CPUs. So they have, generally it's eight core and higher CPUs are considered high end, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty expensive. And then you have six core and like different variations of six core are usually the more bang for buck category where it's like mid-range or mm-hmm. kind of marketed more towards gamers, I guess, because yeah. they're like bang for buck. And then usually anything with four cores or less is considered budget or entry level, right? That's yeah. usually how the market is segmented. This is, this the whole segmentation of the eight, six, and four does get a little bit muddy with Intel's new big little design for CPUs where they have six big cores and then four little cores. Technically, you you have more than six cores, but for the most yeah, part, yeah, it is just, it, yeah, it makes it a little bit more confusing, but for gaming, you just need to worry about the big cores, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff that's in big letters on the box. Big, big boy <laughs> cores is all I try to buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With your big boy diapers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. <laughs> I'm a big boy pants. <laughs> Uh, gaming used to be very single threaded, which means it only ran on one core. That was like mm-hmm. basically from 2000 up to like, I would say maybe 2008, 2010 around there is when it started to be more multi-threaded for some developers, 2017, some- <laughs> 2018, yeah. not every game is multi-threaded today, but the majority yeah. of games are multi-threaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the longest time it was, it games really only ran on one core. And in the past 10 years, we've st- moved to starting to use four cores for games right Mm -hmm. and it doesn't use them perfectly uh a lot of the times one core is still getting most of the workouts but games are moving towards being more multi-threaded and for the most part a game will use four cores today some higher end games that have a little bit more optimization can use six to eight cores but it's not very efficient at this point Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times like core six and eight will have like 10 percent load on them (laughs) it's like yes it's being used and spread across those but it's not really doing a whole lot uh 
<clears throat> so because of this limitation in games being multi-threaded and not fully utilizing 100% of your CPU, a six-core CPU is sort of the sweet spot, right? Okay. Some might say getting an eight-core is better for future-proofing, quote-unquote future-proofing, whatever Mm -hmm. that means. But I would personally say that's a bad option. Reason being is that, yes, by the time a game comes out that spreads across all of those eight cores that you spend extra money on, right? Mm-hmm. chances are that's years down the road because we're not there yet which means it's probably time for a cpu upgrade and if you were to just upgrade to a faster six core cpu i guarantee you'd have higher fps probably yeah that's funny does that make sense yeah it makes sense okay <clears throat> yeah it's the six cores like, of the future like are going to be better than your current eight core exactly it's like yes. diminishing returns right yes so it, it would make sense if you are if you want a workstation computer, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you want to render stuff out, more cores is always better. Thread can, or uh, speed of those cores doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. but having more cores does matter in that workload. But we're not talking have, about workstation; we're talking about gaming. <laughs> I have a question from the audience, which is me right now. Uh, um, yeah, you in the blue shirt. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, what processor do you have right now? Next question. (laughs) So, thread count is the next. (laughs) Thread count is the next simple option, and that goes hand in hand with core count, right? So, Mm -hmm. a a thread is basically how many cores Windows or your operating system sees, right? You can think Mm -hmm. of it as like, how many tasks can that CPU do? If it's a six-core mm-hmm. CPU, each core can do one task, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a six-core processor with hyper-threading or simultaneous multi-threading, which is the technical term, hyper-threading is what Intel calls it, but everybody knows hyper-threading. It's, so It sounds cooler. Hyper-threading it sounds, sounds cooler. way cooler. It is really cool. Yeah. Uh, if it does have hyper-threading, right, basically those one each individual core on that CPU can act as two cores and do two tasks at the same time, right? We, mm-hmm. In episode 98. 98, we talked more about how hyperthreading actually works. So if you want to learn why it can do that, go back mm-hmm. and listen to that one. Uh, but basically, it will act as two cores and get twice the workload done for the most part. Mm-hmm. Thread count goes hand in hand with core count, right? That six core CPU that you got for gaming, if it has hyperthreading, right? And technically Mm -hmm. it has 12 threads on it instead of just six then, it's even more bang for the buck, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at buying a CPU, it will usually tell you if it does have hyper-threading or simultaneous multi-threading because it will say six cores, 12 threads. It'll probably be in like crazy holographic letters too. Yes. (laughs) Wait, do they they even make processors now that don't have Mm -hmm. double the threads? So Intel... I believe they did still for a while, right? This. Yeah, up and, uh, just up until like two years ago, honestly. Um, yeah, because, because, yeah. because AMD was pushing core count and hyper-threading mm-hmm. so aggressively, Intel yeah. couldn't get away with putting out CPUs that didn't have hyper-threading anymore because they just needed to compete on yeah, multi-threaded applications. I thought, yeah, for yeah. a while it was like four cores, four threads, technically. Yep. Which exactly. is basically like, so it's just a four-core processor, pretty much. Correct. So yeah. that's, the, and part of the reason they did that was because 
Intel only had <laughs> they didn't have competition, and Intel only had four cores. Yeah, where, I mean they had higher okay. they had CPUs with more cores, but they called it high end desktop, and they charged thousands yeah. of dollars for it, right? Yeah. And so they what they did for to. consumers was they did okay, cool. I threes are two core with hyper threading. I fives are four core. I sevens are four core with hyper threading. Right? Because mm-hmm. they couldn't mm. differentiate between I three, I five, and I seven with core count, they did it with thread count. So they would just literally disable yeah. hyper-threading on some i5s if they needed to make more of them. So they so, gave you a worse product <laughs> oh, good. So if, on purpose. If it, if it was four cores, four threads, was it technically counting as eight cores? Or is it t- it's, that's two different things, actually? No, so, so thread count is how many tasks can it do at the same time? Right? So it's not additive, no. it's just it is what it is. So it's not like four plus four is eight. It's four equals four. Four equals four unless it has hyper threading. And then mm-hmm. four equals can, eight because each core yeah, can basically can act two. as two cores. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So when, that's what I'm saying. So when they're doing four core, four threads, it's just four core. Doesn't yes. really matter. Exactly. Exactly. I got you. Okay, cool. So that's basically all you need to know for like the simple way of buying a processor is really mm-hmm. just core count and thread count, which basically go hand in hand. Anything beyond that is more so like making sure your buying decision is exactly what you need, right? Yeah. Reason I say that that's all you need right now is the thread count is because both Intel and both AMD are at like the most competition that they have ever been at right now. And Mm -hmm. almost every single CPU you can buy is a good purchase right now. Yeah, I I couldn't really tell you which one is worse than the other because they both have their strengths and they both have their weaknesses. And I'll be it's, honest, their weaknesses aren't that much. Interesting. They change every week at this point. Yeah. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. It's For- like who has the better sale right now, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. but if you wanted to learn more about your CPU and, and making sure that the one that you got is best for you, this is the advanced section. We have two other topics in this section that you can throw into your buying decision, right? That's going to be single thread performance and cache size, right? So we'll start with single thread performance. This used to be the end all be all for choosing a CPU for gaming because it only used one thread, right? So basically, if you had the fastest single thread performance, that means that you You. played games better because it only used Mm -hmm. one core. And if that one core was the fastest thing out there, obviously you were you ran the game's the best. best mvp exactly but in today's market it's so freaking competitive between amd and intel that basically any cpu out there has great single thread performance mm-hmm. right and so because of that i would say that this isn't necessarily uh something that you need to consider that much but if you wanted to get n- down to the nitty-gritty and like which games perform better on which CPU, you can divide that up between which one has better single-threaded performance. So, John, John, you changed... You have a 3700X, I believe, now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because I think... Yeah, we had 37, 27, 1700, right? We were, yeah, like yeah. Our, our GPU oh, yeah. to, to processors were, like, backwards. Like, Dakota had the best GPU, but worse CPU, and John had, like, the... <laughs> Vice versa, because John, I think you have a 1070 Ti. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, John has 1070 Ti with the 3700, 
I have a 1080 yeah. with a 2700, and you had a 1080 Ti with a 1700. Yeah, it was like all like backwards. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm single. Yeah, and then so uh, now it's just. And then I made a bunch of buying decisions that I don't regret, but I probably yeah. should not have made. That's so. fine. It's just it's just money. What are you gonna do? <laughs> not Literally get it back. That's on, for sure. <laughs> grows on tree. Hey, dude, the market is great. All you can you can just re- you could probably sell your GPU and buy a house. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. So, <clears throat> moving back to the advanced yeah, CPU stuff. Cash size is the last thing that you should consider when you really want to get into the nitty gritty for CPUs. So cash size, spelled C-A-C-H-E, not cash mm-hmm. money, uh, cash but money. actual like caches in, I think cache is like a synonym for, for like memory or storage or something like that. Something. Because, yeah, yeah, because like old, you know, in old medieval times, they'd be like, oh, I have a cache of, of uh, mm-hmm. gunpowder or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Your gunpowder gun yeah. cache or your meats cache. A synonym? It's a synonym, I think. And that way you put in like soups and stuff and like your drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, John. Back to you, Dakota. <laughs> All right. In the CPU specific episode, we did cover why cash size is so important, right? Because basically, while single threaded performance was a good determining factor of which CPU was better, a lot of times the processor with the best single threaded performance also had the best or the highest amount of cache in the mm-hmm. cpu right and cache is just really fast storage that's on the cpu usually yeah. in the size of megabytes because it's so fast and it's expensive to yeah. produce so they don't put a whole lot on so uh there's been a couple studies recently where mm-hmm. they kind of found out that cache size was a more determining factor of how fast the CPU was versus single thread performance, which a lot of people thought it was. So mm-hmm. that's why cache size is important now. AMD's current 5000 series lineup of CPUs pretty much all have the same cache size, which means they pretty much all play about the same in every every game. There are a couple outliers, and some of the more higher end have more cash but even the low-end chips have as much as some of the high-end chips so it's for the most part they all perform the same in games and people were kind of confused as to why that was they thought oh maybe this cpu generation is just crazy good further testing showed that cash size they all share the same cash size and that's why they did so similar in performance intel on the other hand does not keep all of their cpus with the same cache size so you do have mm-hmm. to kind of look out for that if you are going down the intel intel route currently they do segment their market with cache size so lower end parts mm-hmm. usually have a couple uh megabytes of cache shaved off of it so you know factor that in for the most part if you just look up gaming benchmarks of each cpu that you want to buy it'll let you know yeah. how much performance yeah. you can get out of it and i guarantee you yeah. anything you buy right now is going to be great well, for gaming wise, like the CPUs are great. Like the five, what is it? The twelve thousand series is what Intel's on now. Yes, twelve. Many, I, I, there should be a rule that they just like reset after they I hit know. a certain number and <laughs> just agree. go back and start and start over. <laughs> I like, agree. And just something because it's like, oh yeah, it's the twelfth. I, I don't know. It's kind of like it's annoying. It's like AMD's on the six thousand series. It's like we're on the sixty nine hundred, blah blah blah, and like look at Nvidia, they're only on the three thousand. Well, if they just named it after the year it came out, right? Yeah, Intel's twenty twenty edition, Intel's twenty twenty one edition. That'd make everything too easy. 
That would be too easy. <laughs> Why would we want to do that? But you know what I mean? Like, what the same thing you were saying, it's like, hey, to me, I'm the type of person that instead of just looking at performance, I'm just going to look at price range. Okay. Yeah. Say what, let's see what's between like 200 to $300 price range and see where you want to fit in that. And like, okay, this is what AMD offers. These are the core speeds, threads, mm-hmm. blah, 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 all the things Dakota's been talking about. And here's what Intel has offer for, to see what it's comparable for you. Right. Because, you know, as we're going to get to these other parts, CPU is, they're crazy right now. And since they're so competitive, CPU prices are getting cheaper and cheaper. It's it's like crazy. the only computer part that's getting cheaper, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's because there's so much competition and so much production of it. Whereas like GPUs, they can't get enough production right now. Yes, there's. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I would say there's not really a whole lot of competition considering NVIDIA is still out selling AMD like nine to, to one, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty disgusting. But, you know, it, if they we'll can get, get that better. We'll get yeah. There. Hopefully we'll get there. Yeah. So that was the CPU category. I'm going to quickly summarize it, but don't worry. We will summarize it again at the end because chances are you will probably have forgotten some of it. Falling asleep. A little bit. Oh, don't. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. You wouldn't fall asleep. Uh, specifically John right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's he's so, the guy in the chair. He's the guy in the chair. Exactly, dude. He's doing all the behind the scenes clickety-clackety, dude. <laughs> so with the CPU, basically, you want to go for... Best bang for buck, what we would recommend right now in 2021. Six cores, 12 threads if you can get it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really it. the Somewhere only thing because that. so many CPUs out there are so good right now. As long mm-hmm. as you get six cores and 12 threads and it's, you know, the recent generation that came out, 12th gen for Intel and 5000 series for AMD, you'll be set for a little while. What would you say, and tell me if I'm crazy or not, if you're yes, just you're specifically... Okay, if you're just specifically gaming, like looking for, say you're getting, you know, you found our show because you're awesome, Mm -hmm. obviously, and you're looking into getting into PC gaming, maybe you can't find a PS5 because they're $1,200 for some reason, and you're just like, I'm going to buy a gaming computer. I, To me, in my opinion, because I've never really spent tons of money on a CPU, for gaming, if you're looking for six core, 12 thread, the $200 to $300 range is like kind of the sweet spot for buying a CPU right yes. now, right now as, as yes. we are, because you don't need to spend $500 on a GPU no. or CPU if, if you're just going to play games, Yes, because you can play right. anything with a six core, the, the 12,000 series and the 5,000 series, like you can play anything and like destroy yep. it basically. That's yes. even the 37, yep. okay. like my 3,700 is awesome. Yeah. Don't yeah. Just- that's what I'm saying. And I think because technology is getting so much better and, and gaming is somewhat hitting diminishing returns as far as how much they can push right now, you're kind of in like a good era for at least for CPUs. Right? Yes, I would say CPU like, performance right now is way better than what is currently required. Mm-hmm. I am seeing sort of a trend in some newer games being really demanding on GPUs for not mm-hmm. much better visuals that we're seeing in games. Yeah, Like specifically... Not to call out Halo, but Halo looks okay. I would yeah. not say it looks next gen though, but that mm-hmm. game is pretty GPU intensive. Hmm. It doesn't yeah. use your CPU a whole lot. It's it's okay optimization wise for that, but I would say like it's very GPU bound in benchmarks when mm-hmm. you're looking at it. It I'm not I'm not saying it's poorly optimized. I'm just saying for the visuals we're getting, I don't feel like it is justified in using that much. It's still okay performance, yeah. but I'm just like I that sent you a sacrifice trailer that uh, yeah. that they showed at um, game awards. the game awards. I was like, okay, that's like next gen, right? 
that's next gen mm-hmm. to the point that everybody in our discord when we were watching it was like this is cg this is this is yeah. a cutscene. this can't i need to watch that I, I didn't see it mm-hmm. i mean the trailer itself wasn't very good the visual effects on it were pretty good though uh mm-hmm. gameplay wise it looks like it's sinuous sacrifice <laughs> you know that's yeah. for what it's worth but that was running on unreal engine 5 and i do believe by mm-hmm. the end of this console generation in the next like six to eight years i th- i think games will look like cg movies that's cool. and they're not going to be photorealistic but they will get to the point where yeah. it's like dang that looks like a cg movie it doesn't look like real life because i still think cg doesn't look like real life a lot of the times yeah but not yet yeah not yet but i do think we're going to get to that point and i'm seeing gpus be used very heavily and it's kind of strange mm-hmm. how cpus are just like way outpacing their, their worth right now <laughs> dude we're gonna have can, i can't wait until we have like photorealistic t posing when you're playing the next cyberpunk because it's glitchy as hell so did you see just like (laughs) oh my god look at that guy's t pose it looks so realistic (laughs) well (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna try to trick somebody into thinking that this is like an interactive movie or some something like that and they're gonna turn the corner and somebody's just gonna be t posing like dang it (laughs) spoiled it People just pop, like John when he lagged early just popped into the frame like whoa where did this guy yeah. come from lagging <laughs> basically because <laughs> like you got to think about it the better our games look and the more realistic they look the more you spot inconsistencies oh in, yeah mm-hmm. in like animation quality yeah. and AI interactions where they just randomly like rotate ninety mm-hmm. degrees when they're trying to figure out where they need yeah. to go like that stuff needs to get way better this generation if graphics are getting better. I think I like hope. to call that a glitch in the matrix. With that, we'll a move glitch. over to motherboards, which we covered in episode 59, motherboards and mm-hmm. RAM. Mm-hmm. We did cover motherboards in that episode, and a lot of what we covered was focusing on features a motherboard can have. For mm-hmm. gaming, almost none of those features matter, <laughs> right? So we're not going to be covering a lot of the stuff we talked about in that episode. Uh, motherboards more so give your system flexibility in how you want to use it workstation or gaming or like you know a bunch of different ways yeah you can specialize your system a lot based on the motherboard that you get right luckily for gaming a, we don't have to worry about any of that a nice a nice motherboard like an what i would call an expensive motherboard like 200 plus Oof, is yeah. like going in was is like going into a pc game with good settings right so there's just tons of extra options. You don't necessarily oh, yeah. need to mess with any of them, but that's basically like, oh, I can change like four different types of shadows for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like cool. Like that's cool and it looks cool, but does it really actually do anything? As a For 90% more, of people? No, it doesn't. As a more practical person like me, it's like don't ever I would never buy like a $50 motherboard, like a super cheap unless yeah. you're just trying to like make a media PC or something that you don't really need any features for. Yeah. But you know, I think we talked about this on the episode too. Like, depending on now, because I know the motherboard prices have gone up a little bit. Like, a hundred to one hundred and fifty at the high end is like the sweet spot. But yeah, I, I uh, kinda, with I kind of think it's that? like it's like what you said, but it's it's kind of like it's one of those things where you buy it and you're like, oh, it's a really cool thing. I'll I'll probably use it at some point, and you probably won't. It'll just sit you there. probably won't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cool thing that sounds cool that you'll never touch. Yeah. Yes, You're, it's like having custom specialized like heat sinks and stuff on there. Like, oh man, 
and this then is for like, like really good overclocking and then you just leave it stock the eight never. years that you yeah, have you it never, yeah exactly <laughs> you never ever clock it. yeah so uh for this one we don't have simple and advanced there's only a couple things that we need to cover uh and a lot of it is going to be like yeah this matters in a way but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that much for gaming so yeah <clears throat> chipset is the first thing we're going to talk about and a chipset is basically a smaller chip that's on your motherboard that's dedicated to uh, input-output interactions, and it also adds extra input-output bandwidth, right? So that's like extra PCIe lanes, extra SATA ports so that you can put on like mm-hmm. more a hard drive or more storage, stuff like that. <clears throat> but it also can uh, do a bunch of other things as well. Uh, one of the things is it kind of dictates what CPU you can put in the motherboard. So we saw with AMD mm-hmm. that they were able to uh, update the chipsets on the motherboards to support newer CPUs. So yeah. basically, for some motherboards, you had four different CPU generations that could all be put on the same motherboard, which was basically mm-hmm. unheard of up until that point because mm-hmm. Intel is very well known for every single CPU, every single time a CPU comes out, new motherboards come out, and for the most part, it's not backwards compatible. It's yes, basically one, one CPU and one motherboard that match up, which is such mm-hmm. a waste of money, such an e-waste contributor. I'm very happy that AMD did this the past four years, and I very much hope so that they continue to do this. It's not in their best interest as a company that wants to make money, but it is in their interest if they want to be more eco-friendly and consumer-friendly. It's it's not necessarily not in their best interest. It really affects the motherboard manufacturers more than them, I would say. I mean, I know they're obviously they're part of it because they're the ones making the chipsets and all that. Yeah. So adjacently it is because I'm sure the people making motherboards are not very happy with them. Right. Just like, yeah, I think by one motherboard, it'd be four for the Tomahawk for like five <laughs> gens of processors. Yeah. You know, they might not be happy, but AMD is like, hey. Guess what? This is this is going to be our way to get back into the market. Oh, yeah. Well, like one of the ways, one of the ways. They used it to get back into the market and now that their name is so synonymous with doing really good things for the past 4 years, I think mm-hmm. they might potentially use that as a way to go back to being greedy just like Intel was for the past 10 years. Oh yeah. Right. Of course they're going because to. it's a they're corporation. The they now. care about making money. They don't care about you as a consumer. Yeah. It's called the long con. Right. <laughs> so, I'm hoping that they continue that trend, but I, who knows? We we don't know yeah, we'll what's going to happen next. We don't even know yeah. if Intel is planning on doing that pro-consumer thing too, because they don't knows? have to necessarily. They, they, yeah, nobody has to do it. It's just a consumer-friendly and eco-friendly thing to do, and it would be awesome if both did it, but Ew. I have my doubts. Consumers? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so because the chipset dictates so much that you can plug into your motherboard sites like pc part picker are fantastic for helping figure all that stuff out for you so that basically when you pick your cpu it pc part picker the website will only show you motherboards that will work with that cpu mm-hmm. pc part picker is fantastic for all of this stuff it's it's a i don't want to say it like um stupid proof but it is they make it as simple as possible it's fantastic uh- I would I would basically almost say that it's borderline mandatory if you're building a new computer from scratch yeah. to just use it because it's so user-friendly yes. for everything. It's basically, 
it's not like, oh, this is dummy proof so you don't break something. This is like, this is just helping you, hey, these are the things you get to choose from. Choose from these yeah. things instead of like... Yeah. I mean, I There's use like, it too, yeah. just because it filters yeah. so much and it has so much flexibility in what yeah. you want to choose. And like, basically you can sort to your yeah. it's, parts content it's, of, of to what you want to search on there, but it will help you out with like cooler compatibility because that's one of the things mm-hmm. that is still to this day annoying to figure out, right? It's like, cool, yeah. I bought this new cooler. Is it too tall to fit in my case? Will my side panel fit on the side? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Did Is the yeah. radiator that I got in my all-in-one going to fit at the front or at the top cool pc part picker says it fits on both <laughs> what john and i both looked at each other what's a radiator a radiator yeah okay yeah, there you go. <laughs> <sighs> okay is that a pennsylvania thing probably is that an up north probably yo yo get the radiator you need to get that radiator in there <laughs> i thought you said rat radiator like a t <laughs> <laughs> no okay i think so i'm missing a part from my computer I mean, you probably call it the same thing. What do you, okay. The rads, uh, that's why we say radiator up here is because when you abbreviate it to rad, you say rad. You don't say raid. Uh, I've never abbreviated radiator. Really? I've never been in a scenario where I need to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a lot you of went, old well, houses in here that still have like, okay. uh, like, is it called water? Old heaters. Yeah. Old water heater like rads the, that sit like there the little and it's radiator, a big yeah. giant metal cool like uh coiled like thing that yeah yeah heats up like they're awesome they heat a house yeah. fantastic and nobody uses them anymore because they're so freaking expensive but to abbreviate huh. that you say rad it's like hmm. oh is that where the Maybe. heating rad is you say you say sodi pop i don't say sodi pop i hate that <laughs> do you say soda water <laughs> no what do you say? Soda, but I don't drink soda. So, oh. in Texas, <laughs> in Texas, they're like <laughs> Coke, dude. In Texas, John can probably attest to this. In Texas, it's like I want a Coke. Like, what kind of flavor? Dr Pepper. Yeah. Like, oh what? yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> that's before. like that's that's definitely a Texas thing. It's like uh, we don't say soda or pop. Like, oh, you want a pop? I'm like, what? what? If you say that in Texas, you might get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. That's like a <laughs> Minnesota thing, right? You're not from around from here, are you? Pop. North. Mid yeah. North. Mid north, yeah, uh, yeah, Midwest, where the giant ice wall is to separate mm-hmm. us from the Walk Canadian the- White Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slim, the slim Jesse's yeah, of the, the slim world. Jessies. He's protecting us way up he north. Is, dude. Shout out. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, that's basically chipsets. For the most part, you use PC Part Picker. It will like automatically sort what chipsets your CPU will use because there's mm-hmm. compatibility with that stuff. They make it very difficult. Uh, so that website helps out. Next is your memory generation or version, as well as the amount of memory slots that you have on your motherboard, right? This Mm -hmm. is, this does sort of have an impact on gaming, but we'll talk about that more with the memory specific section that we have, right? So currently we are in a transition period between memory generations, right? We currently have been using DDR4 for about six years now, and we are currently moving to DDR5 in the next two years. But it slowly gets rolled out over time, where a lot of times when a CPU comes out in a transition period between memory generations, it will support both of them, which means there will be motherboards that either support DDR4 or DDR5, right? So Hmm. that's the only reason I talk about this right now is that we're in that awkward we're transition no, period. So we're in limbo. Exactly. Hitting puberty. Right. 
So you're growing. <laughs> uh, things are really weird. Use PC I'm part picker DDR to help you out. I'm DDR4. I'm DDR5 now. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing I wanted to talk about in this section, besides the transitional period, is the amount of memory slots that you have available. Motherboards for normal consumers will have two or four memory slots. Basically, don't get anything that has two slots. Always get one that has four slots. Yeah. Reason being is that for upgradability in the future, I guarantee you're going to want four slots. Because if you only have two slots, if yeah. you want to upgrade, you basically have to buy two new memory sticks, swap out the old ones, and put the new ones in. Which is very yeah. expensive yeah. and time-consuming because you're going to have to figure out how you're going to sell the old ones and all that garbage. Get four slots. Get two sticks now. And in the capacity that you want, and we'll talk about that more with memory, uh, with the memory section. And in the future, when you want more memory, you can just put two more sticks in there. Makes it nice yeah, and simple. And, and I don't unless you're unless you're building like a mini tower or something for like home theater setup Correct. or whatever. Like very rarely are you going to find a regular motherboard with two. I've never seen one unless you're getting like a thirty dollar motherboard or something. What'd you say, John? I've never seen one without four. It's it, it's not as common anymore. It was definitely common back in like 2013, mm-hmm. 2014 when I first oh, got yeah. into PC gaming. And I was like, wow, yeah. why would anybody buy these? <laughs> They're so worthless. <laughs> yeah, especially when you just like you could spend. I, I guarantee you, even if you for some reason saw one these days, yeah. you're, you can spend with probably about $10 more to get four slots no, or the not same even, price. Yeah, a lot not of even. times it's okay, cool. Let me Cheaper. see what's within this $10 <laughs> bracket between like $70 and $80. There's like two yeah. uh, motherboards in there that have only two memory slots, and then there's eight others that have four slots, and they're all yeah. like within ten dollars yeah. of each other. It's like some yeah. of them are cheaper. Yeah, it's just who wants to cheap out on what board, basically. Yeah, yeah. So only get a motherboard with four dims, uh, four memory slots, unless you need a specific motherboard size, which we will talk about. PCIe version is the next thing. PCIe is the connection speed between your CPU and storage or other components in your system, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's backwards compatible, which is nice because you don't have to worry about like, oh crap, what generation do I have? Is my stuff going to work? It's all going to work. Yeah. It just is a matter of, do I get the full performance out of my hardware that I bought? And the main reason okay. I wanted to talk about this is that Again, we're in slight, uh, sort of a transitional period. A lot of things are moving over to PCIe 4.0. And if a GPU comes out as being PCIe 4.0 compatible, uh, AMD pulled an oopsie. Not really an oopsie. It was intentional. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. they... Oops, you found yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> where they decided to cheap out and save like a dollar per... Uh, graphics card that they make and the RX 6600 was only a times Mm. 8 PCIe link so basically it was a cut down version of what a GPU normally is because uh, PCIe speeds are dictated by how many lanes they have available to them 16 is usually what GPUs are supposed to run with and then you can have 8 times 8 times 4 and times 2 that's why that's like the monster cable in there inside the computer what? like mm-hmm. the 16 it's like that monster cable 
He's talking about the power. Uh, okay. The power oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> no, that is no, 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 John that is, is separate. So the PCIe slot is the long rectangle that you plug oh, the yeah, GPU yeah. to okay. in. Actually, yeah, yep. So those will run at different speeds depending on how the manufacturer wants to like chop them up, right? Usually the top one is times 16, which means it's the full bandwidth of PCIe 4.0, or sorry, PCIe just in general. Mm-hmm. And so AMD was like, oh, cool. We're going to technically have this GPU run at times eight max. So... If you mm-hmm. don't have a PCIe 4.0 motherboard, it's going to perform slower. So what people found out is anybody who had a PCIe 3.0, which was last gen, their graphics cards ran about 10% slower than Ooh. if you had a newer motherboard. It's backwards yeah. compatible. The computer still booted up. You yeah. can still play games, whatever, but you lost performance because that GPU could, no reason. could output more bandwidth than PCIe 3.0 could support. So they screwed people over to try to basically save a dollar. What? No, 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 no. That's called an oopsie. That's our <laughs> bad, dog. Yeah. That's our bad. You know, we just, when we were looking over the schematics, 816, we just got confused, you know? It, it happens. Yeah, Dyslexia, dude. right? It, hap- it happens. It happens. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, but if, if, the, if, but if it was like a dollar, you know, maybe even if it was $5, They've only made like 10,000 GPUs in the past year. So why is it? That's not even that much. No, money. they make a lot more than that. No. Well, I just see I'm going off purely off of uh, there not being any GPUs. In oh, there. yeah. yeah, Okay. That's fair. <laughs> it's sad, though. I when I did go to Microsoft the other day and they did have a 6600s uh, and they were on sale. Really good price, like $850 Ooh. a piece. Which is like uh, a thought, great entry level. I thought they were selling CPU stuff at like MSRP, like they were selling it actual. I don't understand how people are doing that. I think a couple people in Discord said they bought stuff for MSRP at Micro Center. Last time I went there, everything was overpriced. Yeah, every time. I, it, I, I, do you think it has to do with like the add-in board partners? Or is that how well, GPU calls it too? everybody's blaming everybody. Manufacturers are, are, sorry, add-in board partners are blaming NVIDIA and AMD. AMD are, are blaming both of them. And then TSMC is in here like, hey, we're jacking up our prices. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> partly our fault. <laughs> TMSC is like diving into Scrooge McDuck levels of gold. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we don't They're a trillion dollar anyways. company. I was, <clears throat> I was really hoping a lot of zeros. that I'd have a micro center here. And there's not. What's really? near you? In San Francisco? No idea. Nothing. Can just go to Silicon Valley. See, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go where the, I'm like gonna go where to. it's all happening and find out for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, dude, honestly though, if you just put on, oh, anyway, I'll tell you that off the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, trade secrets, trade secrets. The last thing, uh, second to last thing, it it's kind of branches off uh, PCIe section. M.2 support, right? So M.2 is a SSD form factor, and we'll talk about M.2 mm-hmm. more so when we talk about uh, storage. storage, but the reason I wanted to bring it up is that, remember how I was talking about PCIe 4.0 versus PCIe 3.0, right? Yep. PCIe mm-hmm. 4.0 doubles the bandwidth that it can deliver to parts, right? Or okay. doubles the speed it can support from parts. Oh, nice. So what that means is M.2 SSDs use PCIe lanes to transfer data, okay? Mm-hmm. What you have to look out for is when you're buying an M.2 SSD, these things, if they are PCIe 4.0, uh, if they run at those speeds, they can get very fast, like multiple gigabytes per second. If you put that into a PCIe 3.0 motherboard, 
it's going to limit that performance to PCI 3.0 lanes speed because it can't go any faster, mm-hmm. right? So okay. you just want to make sure that if you are getting a very fast M.2 SSD, that you get the latest motherboard to make sure that you can like use those speeds to the max. Hmm. Yeah. Also, the fact that there hasn't been like a M.2 Sonic the Hedgehog crossover is absurd. Uh, it's the worst. Why? How would you not be like, oh, you want the fastest hard drive on the or like anything memory? Western GPUs, Digital everything. Blue Sonic gotta go fast, dude. Gotta <laughs> go fast SSDs. <laughs> I, they could sell it for like an extra like fifty bucks and just put like Sonic's picture on it. Be like, all right. Okay, so there are <laughs> some M twos that have uh, LCDs on them. I believe they did. There's definitely some that have RGB. Ooh. If they have LCDs on them, yeah. Just have a GIF Ooh, of Sonic be... running really fast on it. <laughs> because, because uh, you know, there's different types of hard drives. There's like reds, blues, all that. You got Knuckles. You got Tails. Dude, whenever you it, got Sonic. You got the whole It series. has an API, so it hooks into like whatever you're doing on your computer. And mm-hmm. the LCD on the screen, whenever you start accessing from it, Sonic turns into a ball. Mm-hmm. And he starts like, yeah, starts spinning really fast. <laughs> I would just and when it's idling, from, yeah, he's just eating chili dogs. <laughs> I would just do that gif of that Sonic tripping that guy and then walking off. The one that he's... Yeah. <laughs> the one where he's just like yeah. some weird 3D Sonic and goes over and smacks yeah. some dude in real life. Yeah. It's like Roblox so Sonic yeah, Basically. Uh, so, yeah, motherboards. Finishing up this section, I promise you, we're almost done with the boring stuff. We'll move on to cases soon, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> metal boxes we got you don't worry form factor is the last thing that you have to worry about with a motherboard and form factor for motherboards goes hand in hand with form factor for cases so i have mm-hmm. basically half of the information with motherboards half of it with cases right while bigger motherboards usually mean more connectivity because there's physically more space on the motherboard uh, you'll need to know the motherboard size that you have or that you need based off of the case that you want to get, right? So some mm-hmm. people will know exactly what case they want. They want the NZXT H500i, right? Because that's what all YouTubers have and they want to copy YouTubers, right? Why not? Don't you mean the Lee and Lee? Or the Lee and Lee uh, O11 Lee. Dynamic. Yeah. I'm totally original, yeah. guys. I'm getting Lee and Lee. <laughs> Call out like dynamic. half the people in our Discord who have that case. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> The two Spider-Mans. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a Both second. of you guys have like 10-year-old cases at this point. Yes, mine is 10 years old. We're proud yeah. of it. Full tower, baby. Proud of it. Full tower, baby. Only vomited a little bit. Texas. What everything's bigger in <laughs> Texas, boys. Uh so yeah, if you know, if you wanted a lot of people will know exactly what case they want because they've seen that case. Because when you look at PCs that are already built, the main thing that you see is a case, right? The internals technically come mm-hmm. after that. So if that's the if that's the case where you already have your case, uh, you'll need to know what motherboard size that case supports, right? But also, mm-hmm. if you go the opposite way and you haven't picked a case yet and you picked your motherboard first, you need to know what motherboard size you picked because it will dictate what case you can get. Because obviously, if it's too big of a motherboard, it may not fit. Full tower, mm-hmm. problem solved. You're welcome. <laughs> Full tower problem solved, baby. You're welcome. Full tower, full size motherboard, all thirty ninety board, all the bells and whistles. Thirty ninety, eight foot long mouse pads that wraps around your head. Three sixty degrees VR. I actually have two motherboards in my computer. Oh yeah, because oh. you glued them together. Yeah, back to back. 
Yep, Gorilla Glue. I uh, use Gorilla Glue for the CPU as well. So it, it, <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that that's not coming out anytime soon. It's called Gorilla Threading. <laughs> it's double the speed. <laughs> Does all the heavy lifting. <laughs> oh, all right. In the show. We're all done. right. So uh, quickly, <laughs> just to kidding. go over the motherboard form factors, we will talk about this more with cases. So if you don't remember them now, that's totally fine. ATX motherboards is the standard size. And then basically everything mm-hmm. branches off of ATX. So you have EATX, which is extended ATX, which means it's a bigger motherboard than normal ATX. Big, big boy. And then you have micro ATX, which means it's smaller than the mm-hmm. uh, ATX, but it is not the smallest. Oddly enough, micro is not the smallest. Uh, they actually changed the A to an I, so it's mini ITX is the smallest motherboard. And those are usually the ones that are used in very specialized cases. Mm-hmm. literally as well in physical cases and also in scenarios uh so <laughs> most of the time the motherboards you're going to be purchasing for your system are either going to be atx or micro atx just because those are the two most common atx is more common because it's bigger and can support more features on it so that's the one that usually gets made the most and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we go over cases so well, now that you now that you said that micro is not the smallest, I feel right. Way better exactly, I, dude. When I heard that too, I was like, oh, "Finally, uh, there's hope." Pat myself on the back. Let's <laughs> go. Did have... <laughs> <laughs> why is John just like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna have a new pep in my step for now on. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, did you hear that? Uh. Micro isn't the smallest. Get it, get in here. I need to tell you something. <laughs> Grab a ruler uh, while you're at I it. I told you. I told get you. Get the ruler out. We're measuring again. <laughs> yep, my motherboard is micro. There you go. Got it. So for motherboards, oh, getting this is the summary for motherboards. I'm sorry. <laughs> so for motherboards, oh, getting God. the form factor that fits your case, which we'll talk about later. Uh, sorry. For motherboards, get the form factor that fits your case, get a board with four memory sticks, and also a board that mm-hmm. has the newest PCIe generation. Exactly. Knowing what CPU you already want will let you know what memory type you'll need to get uh, for your motherboard. Sometimes you can choose between DDR4 or DDR5. A lot of the times, you know, once we're outside of this transition period, it's like this only supports DDR5 or DDR4. So you have to get one of those. Yeah. PC part picker. We'll sort all of that for you. You don't have to worry about that stuff Mm -hmm. that much. This is turning into just a usepcpartpicker.com to build your computer. (laughs) Yeah. This episode is sponsored. And then whenever you need a video instruction (laughs) on how to build it, theverge.com has great video. Uh, (laughs) It does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That scour the internet to find that one. I think it's from Napalm from Earth. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the mother, uh, more motherboard type and whatnot. So uh, most of the job is automatically done by a PC Parker. Oh, I already said that. Okay, cool. Moving on to memory. <laughs> Dakota's too good at uh, his dude, own job. I'm telling you, the <laughs> last couple of times I've wrote notes, I'm like, cool, I'm just going to read this script that I write out. And I do so good mm-hmm. of a job that I start talking, <laughs> thinking that I, oh, maybe I didn't cover that one. It's already written down. Mm-hmm. We told you, Dakota will literally read whatever's on the teleprompter. <laughs> It will happen, 100%. Yeah. Memory. We talked about this in episode 59, along with motherboards, so it's all in that episode. Mm-hmm. Memory, super simple. 
you already have your so if you already have your CPU and motherboard at CPU and motherboard at this point, you basically know what memory type you're going to get, or at least PC Part Picker already knows for you. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty simple from here on out. Uh, <laughs> can can this episode just be titled "101 Summary"? Use yeah, PC I mean it basically is. <laughs> uh, yep. So I already said all that. <laughs> So skipping down to this category and the things that you'll need to consider when you do purchase this. So you already know the memory type. Let's just say DDR4 because that's what we're currently Mm -hmm. using. You're going to want to know what capacity you want first, right? And uh, this is more so like you need to know what it is, but also Mm -hmm. a good way to tell how much you need is looking at what games you want and then going on Steam and scrolling down the system requirements, right? So they'll have a minimum mm-hmm. requirement and a recommended. Currently, mm-hmm. a lot of AAA games are recommending 16 gigs of, of RAM in total, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Not at least. Yeah. They're recommending you have that. They're recommending They're that. also saying that the minimum amount is 8 gigs. So if you have anything less than 8 gigs, chances are the game won't work that well. Hmm. Judging by mm-hmm. Steam's hardware survey, I think it's like 40% of people have 16 gigs of RAM, which is pretty pretty good yeah crazy so i would personally i would say don't go with eight gigabytes because you're going to have to upgrade within the next couple years for like Mm -hmm. if you wanted to play new triple a games if you want to play esports they still run fine on like four gigs of ram it's disgusting (laughs) because a lot of them came out like 10 (laughs) years ago csgo league of legends all that stuff yeah so i would recommend getting 16 gigabytes at the minimum right now Reason being is that it does sort of set you up for future game releases, so it is technically future-proofing you a little bit. But also, if you get 16 gigabytes now, and you also followed what I said about getting a motherboard with four gigs of or four memory slots on it, if you get two eight gig Mm -hmm. sticks now for 16 gigabytes total, that leaves you two more slots to put in two more memory sticks and upgrade yourself Mm -hmm. in the future to whatever capacity you want. Because say you build your computer now just for gaming. But in the next two or three years, say you're in high school now, you get out of high school, you go to college, you're like, cool, I want to do video editing or music production or whatever. Something that would require more memory, bam, pop two more sticks in, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of thinking ahead and planning is the best thing to do. Plus, plus the... The honestly, right now the price difference, at least for right now, between eight and sixteen is like not. Yeah, that it's. Much. I mean, it is technically you're not, you're double, not spending, but they're so cheap. Depending <laughs> on what you get, but you can find. Yeah, like I mean, because most of the time, if you're buying a single stick, it's gonna be thirty, forty bucks. Well, right for a single stick. I'm glad you said single stick. We'll talk about that next. Okay, but but realistically, like most times, you can find a two eight gig six or sixteen gig kit. For like sixty to seventy yeah. bucks, as long as you're RGB, not to buy like yeah, I was gonna RG- say if you're not buying RGB or anything like that, it's <laughs> yeah. RAM's crazy it cheap is. right now. That is, yeah. So, it, so just get the sixteen. You'll you'll thank yes, yourself later. exactly. So I'm glad Jones had brought up one stick, right? Yes, one stick is usually the cheapest, right? Because literally for material material worth, it's almost half, sort of, not really, because the memory chips are all on there. But it is technically physically less material, right? <clears throat> but mm-hmm. the amount of sticks that you have does matter, right? And this specifically matters for gaming. So Windows has a feature called dual rank, quad rank, and they can go higher than that. Basically, what it means is that when you get 
when you have one memory stick, that one memory stick is not being as efficient as it possibly could. If you had two memory sticks, it will basically take data, read and write data from both sticks at the same time to increase performance. That does mm-hmm. matter in games. And in some games, it matters way yeah. more. And I believe when I was looking at some of the benchmarks a while ago when I learned about this, it can be like 10 to 15% performance loss because wow. you only have one stick versus two. Going to four sticks doesn't really matter that much. You just need to make sure that you have two sticks in your system running in dual rank, which generally would mean that there's a memory slot in between them because they want to make it more difficult and they require you to put it in specific slots. Look at your motherboard manual for that hey. information. There's a good there's a good metaphor for this. It's a good Jones metaphor What's for up? you guys out there thinking about this. So whenever you, you know, whenever you're moving or you're throwing away trash, like when we moved out of, into our house, we had like tons of, not just like trash, but just stuff we're getting rid of. And I came to the conclusion that you have these big black contractor yeah. bags, right? It's like, oh, you can put so much stuff in there. You Except slap Jones, it. I this can't bad boy move. can fit so much trash yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except that when you fill up all those bags full of stuff, it's really hard to yeah. move out of your house and go throw away because it's mm-hmm. super heavy. So I was like, wait. The I don't know who told me this. Somebody told me it's like always whenever you're moving stuff or throwing away trash, it's like uh, use more bags, less yes. full. And I was like, that's such a weird concept because you're like, oh, I need to max this out. Right. But the if you ever have had a trash bag like bust it's open on worst. you and had to clean that up, you will never want to do that again, which I've had to do that to me with like frozen food before. And I was like, I'm frozen. <laughs> no, frozen myself. food is fine because it's frozen. It sucks when no, no, it's no. yeah, but it when it's all, melted and yeah. it's all like thrown in there. Yeah. When you just had a party and everybody just yeah. dumped their excess food in the trash, and then somebody threw a yeah. fork in there or a knife, and it rips the side, and all yeah. the liquid just starts seeping out. That's the worst. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I definitely came to the conclusion. I was like, oh yeah, it sucks that you're using more bags. But I'm like, oh man, like halfway through the moving process, I was just like. I have way more bags and it looks like way more, but I can actually like physically move these instead <laughs> yeah. of like I'm just like dragging it through yeah. the street. <laughs> to the t- <laughs> yeah. That's the same. That's basically the idea of the RAM. You don't want to have one giant bag full of stuff because you can move it, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be as fast as two guys moving two go. smaller bags. I, I like that analogy. I think they should put that on the memory boxes. It's been my TED talk. I appreciate all of your donations. <laughs> I'll be outside living next to <laughs> where I belong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then the last thing with the memory that you have to consider is the memory speed. And this also has a performance impact for gaming. It does affect AMD more so than it affects Intel, just because the way AMD CPUs are designed, and it's not so much anymore, but it was when they first came out with Ryzen back in 2017. It's gotten a lot less dependent on memory speed. But it still does matter. The faster memory speed you get, the faster or the more performance you can get in games specifically, because this whole thing is talking about Mm -hmm. gaming performance, right? So for AMD, uh, good speeds are between 3200 megahertz and 3600 megahertz for DDR4. DDR5 Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. can double that, but DDR5 has not been out long enough. It's only been out a couple months to really know what the sweet spot for performance is with that. With DDR4, currently, between 3200 megahertz and 3600 megahertz is where you want to go because it can go as low as 2400 megahertz. 
don't get that stuff. That stuff is bargain basement garbage. And a lot of times you'll see mm-hmm. 2400 megahertz is priced the same as 3200 megahertz because it hmm. almost yeah, doesn't cost them anything. Any sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe it's like, oh, these chips are better quality, but it's like, yeah, for yeah. like one cent more. Less speed. Right? So, yeah, that's the sweet spot. I would say even for Intel, which isn't as dependent on memory speed for gaming performance, it does still have an impact. I would say still stick within that 3200 to 3600 range. That is just the overall in general sweet spot for memory speeds with DDR4. That's like pseudo, at least the next couple of years, kind of like future proofing you if you don't upgrade Correct. to DDR5 yes. right away. So yeah, 32. I mean, honestly, because you can, and literally, because I've bought RAM recently, DDR4 3200 megahertz RAM is the same price as it basically is. Interesting. <laughs> And yeah, it's like it might be within five dollars difference for like, but it's like, why would I buy the lowest end that I can? Now, now when you buy thirty six hundred, there might be a little bit of oh, price there bump is. just there because is. it's like because it's the highest end. But thirty two hundred, you're kind of like that to me. That is like the sweet mm-hmm. spot. That's like price price wise, bang for the buck because you're. It's not really any price difference than right. twenty four hundred. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Cool. Now we're at the the Ooh. most fun part of this whole thing. Oh, Talking about cases and power <laughs> supplies. Been Woo. Dude, dude, I like cases <laughs> and power supplies. Well, okay. So, you know, like we had talked about before, the case is like the main thing that you see. So, in mm-hmm. a sense, it is one of the most important part, like choices, mm-hmm. or it's at least it's the most personal, right? You're going to learn a lot about yeah, people who buy uh, Lee and Lee 011 dynamic cases. Not us though. We're not those people. I'm not that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. You're not that, guy, not, that guy. not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> NZXT Phantom, ten years old, baby. That's been it's been running strong. <laughs> Phantom two ten. Woof. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. Doesn't your like side that. panel only have like a small thirty percent portion? That's a window. Uh. That's Ooh, that's back when cases out. were like, oh, we can put windows on the sides of these. So, we're gonna put like a small hole. No, in the side. I had like. Mm-hmm. Giant, I can put like a giant fan on the side, and then there's two smaller fans. There's no really any windows. It's just for fans. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. But so I have, have I have two, interesting. four, five, five fans in there right now. Mm. Airflow. We'll talk about that. <laughs> speed. Speed. I am speed. So, yeah, my I, yeah yeah. I don't. I, I have some kind of Corsair mm-hmm. full tower. I took it off the ground. Ah, I put I it on my that. desk. You're welcome. <laughs> And I have my monitors blocking it, so I cannot see it. And the window side is facing hey, the wall. I'm okay so with that, perfect. as long as it's off the ground. Hey, mine is on the That's ground, true. but I have hardwood floors. Um, Doesn't matter. It's still sucking up every single carpet. piece of dust that's on there. You should get a little carpet to put it on. So okay, I'm going to go buy Stop. a little piece of carpet. It really, I'm gonna get really fluffy carpet too. You know, just screw so it. Just be a monster. Buy like, turf. Yeah, make, just buy a small section of turf and yeah. just put it on grass. <laughs> Ash, true turf. And make sure to water the grass. I use it, I use it like as a vacuum when I sweep. I sweep under the computer because it sucks it up in there. It's like a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just sweeps the dust into it. Dude, it's just like a little Dyson. Why does it is is like Noctua like the Dyson of <laughs> Airflow? Also, I mean, if you think Dyson is the best vacuum, kinda, sure. Which also, I bought. I mean, they're not. The I best, bought really cheapy fans end. too because they were cheap, and they're I mean, they're going strong. 
<laughs> full bore, dude. Literally, there's no speed control. They are going strong. <laughs> Maximum so, power. So yeah, cases. Uh, we talked about this in episode uh, 67. 67. And, mm-hmm. You know, a case is the most personal thing about your setup because it's the it's the first thing you see, right? And you can do some pretty crazy things with this. So uh, yeah. With that being said, uh, chances are you'll have the case for about five to ten years for a lot of normal people yeah jones and john are both smiling five, five years with me and john <laughs> ten years with john <laughs> so you're gonna want to make sure that the case you buy suits your needs potentially for the future too mm-hmm. but you don't really know what's going to happen in the future so you can only do so much mm-hmm. this is broken down into four different categories first one is form factor reason we're going to talk about that for first is it's kind of the size of the system but also we did talk about motherboards a little while ago so I'm going to quiz you guys on everything that we talked about in motherboards. Just kidding. Yikes. Uh, form factor is the form factors for case are labeled the same as your motherboard form factors for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you have an ATX motherboard, chances are your case is also going to be labeled as ATX, right? Mm-hmm. Most cases of motherboards will be ATX, like the vast majority of them. Then all of the other sizes and variation either get bigger or smaller, right? We talked about micro ITX, mini ITX, and EATX mm-hmm. motherboards. For the most part, cases mm-hmm. sort of follow that. When you get smaller, they start changing up the names. But then again, if you're going with a very small case and a very small motherboard, it's already such a niche category that like you should know what you're doing when you go that small, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't really mm-hmm. need to worry about that that much. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> your face is going to follow that same... Uh, pattern very closely and again sites like pc part picker will automatically show you cases that will fit your motherboard it will not show you stuff unless you Mm -hmm. select unfilter it will not show you stuff that won't fit in there and if it's questionable Mm -hmm. it will fit in there it will give you a message saying hey we haven't verified that this works or not that's cool so your mileage may vary It's, it's awesome and remember, if you have a grinder and a welder, any exactly. case will fit any. That's true. Board. Actually, I've seen a lot of those like <laughs> old Dell Optiplex home computers mm-hmm. that just have the side panel, just have yeah. a giant rectangle cut out like for a large GPU. <laughs> GPU. Uh, hey, yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. It uh, so um, the smaller case you go, the less features yeah. you will get from it, right? Because physically you can't fit mm-hmm. as much stuff in there. Stuff like you're gonna lose yeah. stuff like extra hard drive bays for three and a half inch like normal hard drive spinning disk hard drives, uh, and then you'll also mm-hmm. not be able to fit some CPU coolers. So thermals may be worse mm-hmm. in a smaller case. Uh, and, yeah. and also with GPU too, like GPUs have gotten very big, and so mm-hmm. you and may be limited massive. on GPU performance because you they may just not make a fast GPU that fits into one of those. I mean, today's GPUs are still mm-hmm. going to be pretty fast, but you can't put a 3080 mm-hmm. in a small ITX case. I literally don't think they have yeah, a you GPU are. that would fit in one of those. <laughs> yeah, literally the GPUs don't well, exist that, that will fit in that case because they don't, they don't exist. exist. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so that's that's with form factors. Now, cases also add, I didn't have this on the notes, but you guys did bring it up earlier. You guys both have full towers. Mm-hmm. What they what case mm-hmm. manufacturers will do is to differentiate case sizes more is that it will you guys have ATX full tower cases, right? Yep. They also mm-hmm. have ATX mid tower yeah. and oh, ATX yeah, yeah. compact, I think, right? 
that definitely made basically I, I, yeah yeah basically what that means is that they will all fit an atx motherboard but those cases are mm-hmm. all different sizes so full towers obviously yeah. like that category is for pretty big cases and anything like gigantic AT- atx mid tower mm-hmm. is for anything that is like a little bit more Mid-room. compact it it doesn't have a bunch of extra features but it has a lot of features that the average person would use and then anything lower mm-hmm. than that i think compact i know mine mid tower definitely probably the most popular. my tower can fit five yeah. cd-rom drives i think it could fit like six or seven That's... hard drives in it. it it's like i mean but did you smack it monster. to find out how much it could fit yes uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this bad boy can fit six <laughs> CD burners. Yeah. So that's how old uh, jo- uh, John's case is. Hey, it hey, still had CD, CD burning drives. Freaking was huge when I was younger. So yeah, yeah. back in the, all of us yeah. when when John when John was bootlegging Agent <laughs> Pairs one in 1997. Uh, no, it was it was Command <laughs> Conquer Red Alert too for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I re- I remember watching a. Uh, a scuffed copy of the matrix that was burned to a disc in like 99, 2000. Like, Oh dude, I got the matrix. I was like, I felt like I was in the matrix because like a hacker gave me like a hacker program. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. That would have been so strange quality. back in 99 when you did actually pirate, you know, movies and games yeah. like that. It's like, I'm doing the I, same thing allegedly. they're doing in the movie. This is so meta, dude. We should make a website named. My lawyer this. said that I, uh, I allegedly did that. <laughs> I didn't actually. I allegedly, I used to do that. Anyways. In Mexico, right? Go see the next Matrix movie in theaters <laughs> near you next week. So yeah, um, with, with the different yeah. motherboard sizes for case determination, they will have subcategories to tell mm-hmm. you what size case that is and what motherboard size it will fit. So that's, I didn't have that here in the notes because it can get very nitty gritty yeah. with that. Go. Go listen to episode six. Exactly. We talked all about that in there. So panel type, uh, like we had talked about before, cases have gotten a lot prettier, (laughs) right? There's a lot more variation Mm -hmm. with what you can get with a case. They used to just be really ugly steel boxes that had no windows on the sides, hardly any, hardly any ventilation. uh, And they basically were just something that you shoved in the corner of your office and didn't look at it again. Right. But nowadays, mm-hmm. it's basically become its own like art style, right? You can have so many different looking cases, right? It can have glass on it. It can have mm-hmm. acrylic. It can have RGB. It can have LCDs on it. The side panel itself could be a monitor. So you know, cool. there's so many different crazy mm-hmm. things that you can do with cases nowadays that trying to figure out what case you want is a little bit difficult, but there's a couple things you can basically consider right so most cases today have a uh, some type of windowed side panel right like newer modern cases obviously your guys are mm-hmm. don't <laughs> windows <laughs> so new cases right who have a windowed side panel that is like almost the entire length of the side of the pc right most of the time that will either be made out of tempered glass or made out of acrylic right mm-hmm. and both of those materials have their mm-hmm. benefits right what i have a question sorry this is this actually has to do with this do they make cases that are like reverse so most cases if you're looking at the front 
the left side will actually be the the side that you look yes. into. Yeah, to they see make all reverse your cases, stuff, right? Whereas the so like for me, for instance, if I want to upgrade, I would actually need to have a right correct facing. So like the motherboard, everything would go in kind of opposite of what it goes in upside down. Be, I guess. Yeah, it looks what? really ugly in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so everything everything's back, backwards, like upside down. Yep. Whoa, that's because right now, like, or, because it's of not my backwards. Is, it's just upside down. I, like, if you're looking at a normal case right now, literally just rotate it mm-hmm. 180, like flipping it to the left once, mm-hmm. 90 degrees, and then flipping oh, it it's again. Like mirror yeah. mode, basically. It's yeah. ugly. <laughs> okay, because I was like, if I ever wanted to look in mm-hmm. my case. Like I would need it to be on the right side because of right. how my desk and everything's set up. That would because it's on my left side. Very yeah. interesting. The more you know. Very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, with those different side panel types, tempered glass and acrylic, they both have their strengths and weaknesses, right? Tempered glass is obviously glass, and you have to be very careful with it. There's tons of posts on Reddit about people shattering them. I still don't understand how you do that mm-hmm. unless you drop it. If you dropped it, you drop glass. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to break. Um, what? So that's a benefit. It's way more premium and it does actually absorb sound better than acrylic does because acrylic is really cheap plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, tempered glass does do a little bit better job with that. But if you wanted a silent system, there's, you can get insulated side panels, which we'll talk about in a sec. Uh, and then you have acrylic, which is usually way cheaper. You'll usually find it on cheap cases, but mm-hmm. I've seen tempered glass on 30 to $40 cases. So I don't really think there's a huge price difference. Uh, between like manufacturing mm-hmm. them, obviously tempered glass is going to be more expensive, but I don't. They haven't really pushed that off to consumers that much. Uh, but acrylic, it is cheaper. But with it being cheaper, I have found acrylic scratches super easy. I have. I used to have mm-hmm. old. I've gone through so many cases nowadays, and I've built cases for or computers for other people and tried out a bunch of different cases. I have literally opened a brand new case took the side panel off so that I could build stuff in it, set the side panel up on a wall where it's like, can basically rest mm-hmm. on the wall and the gla- and the yeah. acrylic isn't touching anything. Right. <laughs> Built the case, mm-hmm. went and grabbed the side panel, put it on, screwed it in and was like, they didn't have scratches on it when I took it out. And it now has scratches mm-hmm. on it. Like it, it's like dust bunny scratch it, it, dude. It's, and that's mm-hmm. more so on like really cheap acrylic. they, do have some treatments that they can do for like higher end quote unquote higher end plastic acrylic higher end um, end plastic to to lessen the amount of scratches on it but like you know if you have your computer set off to the side like i had a corsair 400d case uh, a while back that was the first case i ever got it had an acrylic side panel on it i didn't i basically never touched it and it just accumulated scratches on the window Mm -hmm. no idea how that happened really that's because the the ghosts yeah, basically at night at night scratching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah that's you got to look out for that um with you know the different side panels and if you did want something that's very silent they do have some cases that have insulated side panels which basically it has insulation on the inside so it just absorbs more of the sound so that's something you have mm-hmm. to consider when you do buy a case uh especially for aesthetics you know I would personally say a, a, a tempered glass is way better aesthetically pleasing wise because acrylic looks like acrylic. Yeah. And with acrylic, they generally don't, because it scratches so easily, they den- generally have like a plastic, I'm sorry, a yeah, plastic or metal border around the acrylic, which I think kind of looks cheap. 
Mm-hmm. Um, whereas oh, okay. with tempered yeah. glass, they can usually just have holes in the glass, and then you screw the tempered glass onto the yeah. case, where there's no like, it, the whole side yeah, panel is glass. Yeah. It looks way better, in my opinion. I, I would I would say because they're really like a bit, little bit over hundred dollars usually for like a little bit nicer tempered yeah. glass. Like my wife has, I think it's one of the Lee and Lees that it's tempered glass, but it's on uh, the hinge, she so has... it's magnetized. So when you is it a Lee and Lee or is it a, a Fantex P four hundred? Because hers looks like a I Fantex thought she had P4. Lee and Lee. No, it's, it's a yeah it's a, okay. It's a Lee and Lee. Yeah. I don't, uh, is it I don't the know land cool? But it's some kind of Lee and Lee. Okay. Uh, this land cool. Yeah. So it actually has a glass that is magnetized on one side, so you have to push it open, and then it's on hinges, and yeah. then you just pull That's it up super cool. nice. out of the hinges. Now, crazy thing is, is that I've built in it. I didn't drop it. And what? The glass did not break. Crazy, I know. Usually when you just touch yeah. them, they <laughs> I mean, that's what I learned on the according, PC according, subreddit. According to people that don't know how to build computers in the I love when they subreddit. Like, no, I, the tempered glass is yeah. on the ground. Do you, Why is it on I the ground? I love Shattered. those. I was just about Guys. to say that. I love the pictures on PCMR subreddit, and they were not satirical. They ended up being satirical because so many people posted them, but the ones that first started yeah. it, they'd take a picture of tempered glass just completely shattered on the ground with their feet in the picture. And they're like, <laughs> I don't understand. I just picked it up, mm-hmm. and it shattered. No, son, mm-hmm. you did not. <laughs> Hmm. Are you a yeah. wailing banshee <laughs> that can break glass with your voice? Yeah. How is this happening? Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Glass, like, you know, there's all these cars outside. Like, I don't just walk by my truck and what? my glass Seriously? just shatters. Oh, that happens to me all the time. It has before. <laughs> when I Mostly when I look at mirrors, mm. glass just shatters, and there's like a banshee <laughs> yeah. screaming in the background. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, quickly summarize cases. We have airflow, which John has plenty of in his case. <laughs> hey, I'll, 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 I'll work. you know, I'm just saying like the, the cheap fans I bought because they're, they're even RVG because I was like, I can't spend $20 on a single fan. And they like, what is what's the big size? Hundred. What's the big hundred and hundred and wait, two forty. No, two forty, I think is what you have, right? So I have two two forties and then like like f- uh, one, two, three, I guess three smaller ones. And I can put another like two forty on there. But I, I I bought like <laughs> Max. I had to replace one of mine already. I replaced three of four of them. I bought four of them and I put I put those in there, and they 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 run they great. Work. Yeah, they work. Because I was like, man, I can't spend twenty dollars on a single fan when I can buy Dude, four. I fans, buy, yeah. yeah. I they bought all those expensive. probably for like twenty bucks altogether, probably. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's they a little cheap. I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, dude, they work. They they kill it. You spent twenty dollars on no, all no, five fans I, and then ten dollars on duct tape. <laughs> uh, I won't tell you how some of them are put in there, but some wire, wire, wire cutters. I, I love them. Though. I mean, they, they did the big. I, like I looked at reviews, obviously, and stuff, and people are like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. hey, they're they work." So nice, nice, good. Yeah. Hey, John. Hey, John already has this category. I just get a box fan. Yeah. I'm just gonna get one of those Corsair fans that's inside <laughs> yeah. of your whole case and just turn that on. Yeah, basically it's just man, a, a c-130s like not a c-130 that's a military yeah. plane. <laughs> a 747 <laughs> it's just the turbine fan it's on the side of yeah. your case yeah it's... that bad boy is gonna be so it's so like, cool whenever whenever you start I, up a 4x game i gotta say like, oh, one of the things God, i've always wanted on. that's really stupid for a case is like the airplane like clicks like to click 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 and like the ignition i think that oh yeah those are so cool it's well, so cool. Will I ever figure out how to do it? No, but I think it's cool. 
It's just, it's probably literally just like a, a power USB or something. It's like, well, no, it's like turn the key. Dude, like a lot of times what they do is in. they'll just have like a very small dumb board in there. And it's like, are all of these switches mm-hmm. on? Is the key turned? Then the button can go. Yeah. Yes. Basically. It's just switches in yeah. a line of power yes. that you just have to pop them all on. So exactly. It closes yeah. the line. Yeah, exactly. Dude. John, whenever you were a kid, we had this thing when I was a kid. I think I, how, how much older are you? Like With a month? Mice. And <laughs> yeah, way okay. older than you. So we had this thing where it was a it was a power surge monitor. Yeah, my grandma had one of those. Stand. Oh, monitor nice. mount. So basically, it was like a giant flat space that was a power surge in the back, yep. and it had a bunch of little switches. And so you'd put your monitor on top of it. You'd plug everything into that. And so it was kind of like what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You wanted to turn I forgot about like, that, that she had that. Yeah. Like, she had like, keyboard, she had like an e-machine or something. Everything that you turn on that needs power. Yeah. And then you hit the last <laughs> one. You're like, oh, God, so much power. <laughs> Unlimited power. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you're like, and then you sneeze and actually turn so, on the switch. So, airflow. Anyway, sorry. A big selling point for cases is airflow. How well can it get fresh air to your hardware, right? Even though the case mm-hmm. looks really nice and it looks high quality and it may be expensive, it could have terrible airflow and your parts may be starving for fresh air. Uh, this is where reviews for cases come in way handier than you would think. Mm-hmm. Because until people get the, mm-hmm. the cases in their hands and they can test them and put out reviews for them, you have no idea how well that performs. Mm-hmm. We have seen time and time again from big, yeah. well-known manufacturers that have been making cases for 20 plus years, they will put out a new case and it has the worst airflow, a like a, a case that's twenty percent of that price because you know high end cases are like hundred dollars, so a case is yeah. like thirty bucks or whatever mm-hmm. could have way better airflow than that case. Uh, I don't want to pick on Lee and Lee because they do make mm-hmm. good cases, but they did have a case come out recently that was labeled as high airflow, and the met the front panel was like mesh; it had like holes punched in the metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sh- it starved the fans like the fans could not bring in enough air so they actually discontinued it like they hmm. they sent it out for hmm. reviews it got absolutely crapped on for reviews uh i think only like 900 cases left the factory or whatever and they pulled it and what they did mm-hmm. was they like there's science that goes into airflow through like material right mm-hmm. what they did was they found that they yeah. had the small the the holes too small and the space in between sorry The holes were too big and the space in between each hole was too wide. So they like basically had to shrink and increase Mm -hmm. and move around the holes and how close they were. Like there was science that went into it and they then like reproduced the new cases and and sent them out to reviewers again. And people were like, it's night and day. Like this is like 10 degrees cooler now. So Mm -hmm. even though it could come Mm -hmm. from Lee and Lee, who's been in this game for 10 or sorry, 20, 30 years, they still put out duds every once in a while. So, Reviews are super important. Seems, I'm, I'm looking at them on Amazon just to see, and it seems like the new or the thing is to have like triple fans in the front. Like almost yeah, all the cases have nice. like have triple fans in the front, uh, and a lot of these cases have mm-hmm. four fans in them already. Like yep. a lot of them do. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a huge selling point, especially when they can get RGB in that picture yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like really intrigued about this left, right sided, right sided 
look through upside down. I mean, down after case, after the show, like I will mean. show you some pictures, and to me, it looks hideous. But I know you. It's it sounds it sounds awful, <laughs> but to me, I'm very excited because it sounds like something I would like. Because I'm like, this well, is. Wrong. I mean, you talk nonstop like about actually wanting to see the inside of your computer and how interested you are in RGB, spending the money on RGB, like you're very interested yeah. in mm-hmm. it so i can see how this would definitely be a good buy for you <laughs> uh. benefit yeah i would need everything rgb and i need i want a full clear case i want it to look like those old n64 controllers hey, just get alienware they already have pre-built cases that are like oh, have everything in them perfect <laughs> you're welcome yeah. and the start button is an alien head Anyway. Oh, true. That's yeah. Sold. So that's worth. <laughs> okay. Finishing up cases. The more you pay, does not equal better, right? Just looking at the airflow. What you know, really expensive cases could have really bad airflow. Okay. Stuff okay. like that. Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. reviews come in super super handy with cases. Uh, even companies that have been in the industry for years can put out duds. I've used cases from a bunch of different companies and a bunch of different builds, and the quality was all over the place. There are some cases that were like $30 to $40 that I felt were built and looked better than $100 cases. So it does come down to personal Mm -hmm. preference, but then also if you're experienced with building in cases and you have to build a lot of computers for people, there are certain cases that you will end up going towards uh, because I've had a lot of bad experiences building in cases. I know you guys hate building in cases because you guys have bigger fingers than I do. And you guys only build in full tower cases because it's just easier for you. Well, I mean, quite honestly, I had experience with this one case, but I I agree with, I thought you were going to say you have, uh, experience handling small things. (laughs) Well, I mean, my, micro, no micro, micro isn't small okay. anymore, Joe. It's called it's called it's called micro, hey. and it's fully functional. <laughs> it's fully operational. <laughs> We're almost fully operational. No, yes, me personally, I've built. I honestly haven't mm-hmm. built in too many cases. I mean, I've built a lot of other people's computers, and. Other than the fact that the like the little oh, pens yeah, on and the stuff that the, I constantly yeah. complain about, and every and oh, and guess what? Mm-hmm. Everyone else complains about cough, cough. Every ma- motherboard manufacturer in existence, yeah, uh, no one likes that. I just like having more room, even though every time I move my computer, I regret. <laughs> big regret. Yeah. I'm like, this is so Dude, heavy. Yeah, seriously. Oh I, now, granted, I have a lot of garbage in my computer. Like, I spend too much money on it. Yeah, I picked it up the other day to put in that new yeah. hard drive. I swear to God, that thing is 50 pounds almost. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. It is like picking up a small adult. (laughs) It's very small adult. It's dense. It's like a small child. The case is metal. The GP, the 3080 is massive. It's got way more on it. I have have that chunky. You have a 3080? Did that happen while you were gone? Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. My 1080 was... (laughs) Right. My 1080 Ti was on its way out. It was starting to artifact, so I quickly sold it off to some dude and probably going to mine it. I don't care what he does with it. And then I got a 3080 in the uh, Newegg bundle. Newegg bundle? Yeah. Newegg. New, it was a Newegg uh, bundle on Newegg Shuffle. Yeah. Shuffle. Okay, Shuffle. I don't know what any of that is, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I actually, I'm still waiting for my friend Anyways. to let me know when his EVGA Q pops for the 3080. Oh, wow. And he he has been on it for a year now. Yeah, they forgot about him. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, there's other ways to get cards. So yeah, for MSRP, we'll they're like, that. wait, we can sell that for yeah. way more. Okay, we'll anyway, talk about it. cases yeah. can get really expensive and and heavy and whatnot. But the whole summary for cases is do your research. This is all personal preference, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you just need to make sure that the case that you buy and keep for the next five to 10 years is going to be what you want. Moving mm-hmm. on power supplies, which is super fun. This is also an episode 67. Uh, form factor mm-hmm. also goes along with uh, cases and motherboards, follows the same kind of thing. ATX is the most common. And then you also have SFX, which stands for small form factor. So pretty easy there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are getting an SFX power supply, a small form factor power supply, chances are you are diving into a small ITX build and you need to know what you're doing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> 95 yeah, are to 98% to of people are going to get an ATX case or an ATX yeah. power supply. Well, it's like ch- chances are you're not <laughs> yeah, listening exactly. to this figure that out. <laughs> right. <laughs> figure out what that is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really the only thing you need to know about power supply form factors is it's going to be ATX, <laughs> which means it'll fit in your case. Yeah. Most much. likely. Then the next thing is cabling. Mm-hmm. Now, to make your life easier, you can get power supplies where the cables are fully modular and can all be unplugged, right? The, uh, that way you don't have to like, uh, you don't need if you don't need a cable, you don't have to plug it in, and it makes cable management on your case yeah. way easier. Um, there are yeah. two different variations to this that you need to know of. Fully modular, which means every single cable that plugs into it can be pulled out, and then semi-modular, which means some of them can be plugged out. The ones that cannot be plugged at mm-hmm. unplugged are your CPU and your motherboard, because every single computer will need both of those plugged mm-hmm. in no matter what. Yeah, GPU, hard drives, yeah. all that stuff. All it, that stuff. Can be. It can all be unplugged because you could have an M.2 SSD, which runs off your motherboard, which means it gets power from the motherboard cable that you already plugged in. So, I I know that I know that it's more expensive to do that, but more I, expensive to do what? I really wish that in the fully modular versus semi. <laughs> I I've I wish there was just like a rule. They're like, hey guys, after 2022, everything has to be fully modular. Like there's no reason to not have everything <laughs> I mean, be fully modular. From you know a I mean? manufacturing standpoint, it's not, it's it's not gonna happen. Way more expensive. To do mo- oh to do modular. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Be- well that makes sense. Well and the thing is is like you can also all the mo- all the uh, power supplies that I've ever had growing up are like all the cables yeah. look like yeah. mustard and ketchup Gross and colors. they're all connected and it's yeah. disgusting. So yeah, it, yeah. this <clears throat> I think this whole being able to unplug the cables was kind of sprung about because cases started to get better looking and cable management started can, to be a yeah. huge concern mm-hmm. because 10 years ago, fully modular power supplies weren't really that popular. And I mean, Granted, it was newer, so it was yeah, expensive. No so, you know, it's not something the average person would would have gotten. But today, getting a fully modular power supply, you can get like a probably an eighty dollar fully modular power supply. It's going to be low wattage, but it's still going to be fully modular. Uh, yeah, I would say oh, yeah. if you have to get a power supply, building a new computer or upgrading, get a semi modular at the absolute minimum. There is no reason you should not have mm-hmm. some type of modularity with your power supply. Because semi-modular doesn't add that much onto the cost. And also, a power supply is not something you want to cheap out on. 
And generally, mm. if you spend more on the power supply, mm-hmm. this is the case where if you spend more on it, most likely it is better. Reason being is that there is an yeah. efficiency rating that goes along with power supplies, which is another thing we're going to talk about. Smooth transition into that bad boy. Power <laughs> supplies mm-hmm. come with di- mm-hmm. uh, many different efficiency ratings, right? The better the efficiency, the h- generally the higher quality the parts are on the inside because if it doesn't have high quality parts on the inside, it's not going to reach those efficiency rate efficiency ratings, right? Uh, and the ratings are are called 80 plus efficiency, right? And it has a bunch of different colors or sorry, mm-hmm. metal types that associate with it. Technically colors, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what cool. that efi- uh, 80 plus efficiency rating means is that at 80% load of the power supply, it is this efficiency rating, right? And it's split oh, up yeah. between mm-hmm. uh, white efficiency being the worst, which I think is like, I don't, know these off the top of my head i think it's like maybe 75 percent efficiency which means that uh mm-hmm. we got roasted the last time we talked about ac and dc power the one that goes from the wall to the power supply mm-hmm. uh it is being converted at 75 mm-hmm. percent efficiency going to your parts here's a here's a protein <laughs> yeah don't, don't buy a white to your power to supply your basically power supply. <laughs> Uh, after white which is the worst it goes to bronze then gold then titanium then platinum which is the best what wait what so silver silver does exist but it's not very popular i would say okay it's like yeah bronze and gold i don't silver is like never seen (laughs) if you're not first you're last silver is used i have seen it on some server power supplies but it is not common for consumers Mm -hmm. So because this uh, the efficiency okay. rating is split up the way it is, gold lands in the middle, and I would actually say gold is genuinely the best bang for buck. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of expensive. Uh, a gold power supply with oh, the wattage that you need is... It's expensive. Now it's crazy. <laughs> I don't, it's 500 bucks. Yeah, because of the type bucks, of materials like, that go into power supplies with need. the current shortages for everything, they have shot up in price, which is pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. you know, a power supply along with your case is something you're going to have for five to ten years. You're going to swap it yeah. out. Every other piece in your computer, other than those two parts, those are the ones you're going to keep the longest. So mm-hmm. you don't want to cheap out on it. Plus, power supply delivers electricity to all of your parts, so you don't want to make you want to make sure that that can yeah. do that, yeah, and not blow up. I think wasn't mm-hmm. it my power supply that was dying and it killed my hard drive? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my that so. was in the five to ten year mark. So I mean it just mm-hmm. just happens, but yeah. uh I always bought really nice a lot ones. Of so. times, yeah. A huh? lot of times power supplies will come like if you get higher end ones, they will come with ten year warranties. Oh yeah. I mine might yeah. have had one. I can't remember anymore, but um <laughs> and this, the funny thing is with warranties that long in the computer industry, if your ten year old power supply dies at like maybe eight years. They'll be like, yeah, we don't make that anymore. We're just going to send you a brand new model. <laughs> Probably. Like like getting a mm-hmm. TI yeah. compared to cool. a regular This will last hopefully another eight right, years. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's doing you a favor. Like, right. whoops, slip that in there for <laughs> you. Like, he's using, I don't a, have he's a, using a 1070. Just give him something a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> what's in, the, what's in the, bad? the trash bin that we haven't recycled yet? <laughs> he just put yeah. a TI and Sharpie on your <laughs> I don't have a summary for power supplies because we'll go over that at the end. But I do have a note. When you are picking yep. out your power supply, 
wattage is something you need to consider, right? And a good rule of thumb is getting a power supply that has about 25% more wattage than the max wattage that you need. Sites like PC Power Picker mm-hmm. will give you an estimated max wattage that you need for your power supply. So what that means is that if you need at least 500 watts of uh, watts <laughs> going into your power supply, <laughs> uh, you should get a 650-watt power supply, right? Reason being is that that kind of sets you up for the mm-hmm. future because you have a power supply for so freaking long. You're going to be swapping out parts. If those parts get mm-hmm. uh, more could like power hungry, you're going to have a little power bit hungry. of headroom there. And also, you kind of want to make sure that you yeah. get that 80% load, right? Yeah. Yeah. To, to be yeah. max efficient. Okay. So that's power supplies. So we'll summarize that at the end. Storage here uh, is pretty quick because a lot of this we already talked about. Storage, we did an episode in... Um, sorry. Storage, we covered in episode 78. 78. Uh, storage has never really been a huge concern for gamers other than faster loading times. But that may change with this current generation mm-hmm. of consoles having really fast SSDs in them. So what we might see for PC games is that they require fast SSDs just to play the games for, you know, obviously so that there's no loading screens in the games, but also stuff like, you know, where you're flying around a city or maybe you're in a spaceship and you're like flying down to a planet, depending on how fast that transition happens. You may need a really fast SSD to load all of that stuff in really quick, right? So, Mm -hmm. when buying an SSD, there's a couple things to consider. Form factor is going to be one of those. There are three popular form factors for consumers. That is 3.5 inch, 2.5 inch, and M.2, right? 3.5 inch are basically for hard drives, right? That's the most common size for them. Mm -hmm. Although you can get two and a half inch, which are usually used in laptops, but mm. I wouldn't get one of those for your PC mm-hmm. because you're going to be limited on the uh, amount of terabytes you can get in that, as well as the speed of that. So three and a half inches basically used for yeah. hard drives. Um, uh, yeah, they're big, and, and that usually means that they can fit a ton of terabytes. I just bought an eight terabyte hard drive. Holy crap. That's in a three and a half inch uh form factor it was only 150 bucks mm-hmm. not that bad honestly for eight terabytes <sighs> jeez man yeah. times have changed yeah yeah right <laughs> and the the funny yeah. thing is the because <laughs> it has such a high capacity there's so many like spinning discs in there that its read speeds mm-hmm. are like 230 megabytes so it's half as fast as a sata ssd which is pretty still, crazy for a hard drive not, it's pretty good it's not yeah, yeah that's crazy so uh yep so then we move over to two and a half inch which is the typical size for a sata ssd right and i've said sata twice here we'll cover what sata mm-hmm. is in a second but that's like the typical ssd that you would get that is not an m.2 right because an m.2 mm-hmm. looks like a piece yeah. of like a gum stick you know do people okay do people still mm-hmm. eat gum sticks i was wondering that when i wrote the notes because i don't chew gum yeah. that much i ate like gum. five gum. I ate gum yesterday. Right. But I'm old. Okay. Yeah, there's still there's still gum yeah. sticks. Yep. This okay. I was just wondering gum. if that was still popular because I used yeah. to chew gum all the time people... in high school and I literally haven't chewed gum since high school, I... like ten years ago. I I just eat butter right? discs. Dude, those things like are amazing. Worthers. I don't <laughs> Worthers. <laughs> old 
Old people, old people <laughs> know what's do. up with their candy game. Would you like a butterscotch candy? You want our cinnamon? Yeah. Yes. You, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You kidding grandma, me, Grandma? Hand me the sewing tin. I know I'm who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I got some hard candy for you out of my purse. It's been it's there okay. For it's hard anyway. <laughs> like, whatever. I'll delete it. I'll just suck on it until it uh, becomes yeah, nothing. So, M.2 SSDs are like the same size and shape as a gum stick, right? So that's like a nice way Mm -hmm. that you could figure out which ones are which. Um, So uh, these form factors don't necessarily dictate how fast the drives can go, but it is important to know what storage, Mm -hmm. like what physical size your storage is, because that will basically dictate what case you need to get. Because if you have three and a half inch hard drives, you need to make sure that you have a case that has enough Mm -hmm. hard drive base for those, right? Yeah. So then moving down to speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- okay, s- storage speeds are fun. Thanks for me writing that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was, I was having like, a blast great. writing the notes. There's not a question mark at that. <laughs> uh, you have two different types of data transfer. SATA, which is what I had said before, and NVMe, right? Mm-hmm. SATA is the mm-hmm. older standard. It's been around for like... T- I would say f- 15, I would say 15 20 years, 20 years. Almost, yeah, yeah 20 years early 2000s yeah. it was it was really so, popular yeah we're on SATA 3 now mm-hmm. oh SATA 1 back in the day was really slow it was too poor <laughs> to care about that I IDE. remember using ribbon cables IDE yeah, was the ribbon cables IDE mm-hmm. that sucked those sucked I yeah. hated those pulling those the in things, and out were things, terrible su- yeah yeah. yeah good luck Jeez. doing cable management <laughs> yeah. ide drives yeah, it's disgusting it's like... uh so yeah uh, sata is the older standard hard drives like three and a half inch hard drives and two and a half inch ssds they both use the sata interface right it's sata is not mm-hmm. only a connector but it's also the protocol to that that it uses so mm-hmm. thankfully one thing in a pc mm-hmm. was named something yeah serial ata what is <laughs> absolutely no clue not a yeah. single idea so sata <laughs> tops out at around 550 megabytes per second right which is why that hard drive running mm-hmm. at 230 was so impressive it's like yeah whew, for a hard drive that's pretty, pretty fast crazy, yeah. whereas nvme yeah. does not have a theoretical data transfer limit uh I mean, it does have a theoretical data transfer limit, but we've gotten nowhere close to that right now with current hardware that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fastest drives right now are around seven gigabytes per second. God, right? <laughs> Versus five hundred fifty megabytes. <laughs> Dude, I remember yeah, it's, it's like oh, two it's megabytes per second. Uh, I think no, I think this like topped out at like yeah. five to ten megabytes per second or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying I remember having one that was yeah. Two. Those things were so bad. yeah. My yeah, my like, I think I, I think I had like a, I think as a kid I had a 500 <laughs> megabyte hard drive. Oh man, you had so many, so many pictures of Mario now, on there. Yeah, so many. You remember? Yeah. You yeah. You guys Just remember like four, seeing that where the a JPEG of Mario nowadays is uh takes up more storage than the entire game of Mario back in the day. It was on the NES. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so strange yeah. to think about that. Do you think I know what a JPEG is? <laughs> yeah. NVMe uh, drives can only be... Oh, can only... Oh, yeah, sorry. 
I, I know what I'm going to say yeah. next. And I was just making sure I didn't mess myself up, but I did. So yay me. <laughs> <laughs> NVMe drives can only be in M.2 form factors because they use PCIe lanes to transfer data just like your GPU does. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So that means that your PCIe generation, whether it's 3.0, 4.0, or 5.0, is going to limit the max NVMe speed that you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, to make it more confusing, M.2 drives can also use SATA protocols in an M.2 form factor, which means those drives would top out at 550 megabytes per second. So. Is that called yes. M.2 uh, SATA? A lot of times okay. on the not in correct. Not a lot of times NVMe. on the product pages, it will say SATA okay. in the title. If they're trying to be sneaky with it, mm-hmm. they won't. But I have never mm-hmm. seen a product page for an SSD that does not list the read speeds. And if you see anything mm-hmm. yeah. less than yeah, if you see anything less than Sketch. a thousand megabytes per second transfer speeds, don't get it. Because yeah. it's garbage. That's called. Because like technically low-end NVMe drives should be topping out at like two mm. gigabytes per second, which would be 2,000 2, megabytes per second. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like low-end yeah. technically. <laughs> yeah, I also what I have. have one. I have two. Yeah, I have two mm-hmm. sil- like silicon power or whatever, and I have two NVMe one terabyte, and yep. they're like 2,200, 2,300, but... You know, and in my mindset, and this is this is probably a, maybe a good pro tip for some people that mm-hmm. don't know a lot about storage. Obviously, you're listening to us, so this helps. Is that if you have to choose the difference between buying an SSD, like a SATA SSD or an NVMe drive, because realistically, price is not right. too much of a difference right now, anyways. If you have the NVMe slots or the M, sorry the N.2 slots, even if you got a low end NVMe drive. Say it's like twenty two thousand to twenty five hundred megabytes per second. That's still five times yeah. faster than the yeah. fastest <laughs> SSD you can get. So to me, when I because I was kind of making that decision, I was kind of making that decision. I was like, oh, I could just buy another SSD, and they're like, oh, well, don't buy this because this is like a low end. And I'm like, but this is still four to five times faster than the than the best yeah. SSD, which I'm not buying the best SSD anyways. So let that kind of. Put, well, that, put that in your brain. A I, I like bit that too. method of thinking, and it kind of goes along with how I think about it. The so the new consoles are out, right? And the, both of them use NVMe SSDs, right? Mm-hmm. If games are being built mm-hmm. to take advantage of those fast SSDs, right? All you have to match on your PC mm-hmm. is the slowest console drive, which is going to be the Xbox console. Mm-hmm. That drive, I think, is mm-hmm. around two thousand megabytes per second or two gigabytes i think it's a little bit more than that maybe 2.3 gigabytes Mm -hmm. per second all you have to do on pc Mm -hmm. quote unquote we don't know how this is going to work out in the future so this is quote unquote future proofing is match that speed and you should be fine Hmm. that's that's how i think about Mm -hmm. it because these consoles are going to be around for six to eight years most likely and games will mm-hmm. eventually start taking advantage of that and require speeds that fast. And as long as you match the console, you should be fine. Yeah. Well, and realistically, the technology is getting better every day. So even the even if you're trying to buy the low end, the low end here pretty soon is probably going to be three gigabytes or are you talking about on PC megabytes per second? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm talking about on PC. Like the low Correct. end is Correct. ever rising, right? So when I bought it a couple of years ago, 2000, 2200, whatever it is, was like the low end. The low end now is probably closer to three, like three gigabytes yeah. per second transfer speed. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So that's so. all we need to talk about with storage. <clears throat> now we're moving on to the last subject, yeah. which is GPUs. And I saved this for last because it was literally like two episodes ago. It was episode 99. <laughs> yeah, it was two, two weeks ago. Two weeks so ago. So I'm not going to spend <laughs> yeah. a ton of time on this. It, I, this is like the shortest amount of notes that I have for any category. But I will be summarizing after this. Yeah. Like super, super simple of what you need to get for each part, right? In like basically one sentence. So GPUs, obviously we talked about mm-hmm. GPUs more on episode 99. I'm skipping a lot of the stuff that we talked about on there, like VRMs and stuff like that. So this is mm-hmm. <clears throat> going to be kind of brief. Um, GPUs do have the largest impact on your gaming performance, right? So you're not going to mm-hmm. want to cheap out on them. And these are a couple features that you do want to look out for, right? VRAM capacity or video memory, basically. Uh, is yeah. a very important one nowadays. Halo just came out a co- like a couple days ago, and a-, a big standout for that game is any GPU that has four gigs of VRAM really struggles to play that game. It sort mm-hmm. of goes hand in hand with the fact that any GPU that has four gigabytes of VRAM is not super powerful, but also... If you do take two GPUs that have four gigabytes and six gigabytes, and they're very similar in GPU performance in other games, in Halo, there's a large gap in between them because four gigabytes is not enough of VRAM nowadays. And we talked about this in the episode. If you're Mm -hmm. buying a GPU today, you need to get a minimum of six gigabytes of VRAM. So are most most Mm -hmm. of them six gigabytes? Uh. Yes and no. I mean, in today's market with GPUs, it's so hard to tell what most are because what is available. <laughs> well, what, is you my know? 1070 Ti a 6 gig? Oh, yeah. yeah, you have 8 gigs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, well, Jones also has 8 gigs on his 1080. Oh, okay. Yeah, so because you, mm-hmm. those were both high-end cards when they came out. So... Gotcha, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh... For low-end cards, a lot of times, like super entry-level, around 150, will only have 4 gigs of RAM. At least that's what it's been in the past. Today's market is really messed up. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. we're getting low-end cards at the beginning of next year, like it's rumored. But those cards, the specs that have been leaked so far, they may not be true, are looking like they're still going to stick with 4 gigs on the low-end. It is not enough even for 1080p gaming unless you turn everything on low, but even then some mm-hmm. games still refuse to play well because it just requires more. So hmm. we talked about it a lot and hammered it in, in that episode. You need six gigabytes minimum for like literally any resolution, right? Uh, if you're playing with 1440 at 1440p instead of 1080p, chances are you're already spending a little bit more money on your system, which is good because you're going to want to get a GPU that has at least eight gigs of, of, uh, VRAM, I would recommend 10 to 12 if you can, right? Not a lot of cards come with 10 to 12. It's kind of like two, it usually goes four, eight, or 16. Uh, so there's like weird oddities. Mm-hmm. Like the 1080 Ti that I had had 11 gigs. It's like, what are you, are you drunk? <laughs> <clears throat> 
So (laughs) it's a little weird there. And then if you're playing at 4K, you've already spent a ton of money on on your monitor. Chances are if if you're trying to run games at 4K, you're already spending a ton of money. So it doesn't really matter. Just get the highest end card. It's going to have more than 16 gigs of VRAM most likely. So yeah, that that's my recommended yeah. for for video memory for GPUs. It's how, very important nowadays. How much? How many gigs does the 3080 have? Ten. I lost a gig. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So so it's like the yeah. 3090 Nvidia's, have 16 gigs. Yeah. Hi, the Nvidia. 3090 has 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> it it doesn't make any sense. Wait. But but the AMD cards have uh, like yes. twelve to sixteen, don't yes. they? Like most yeah. of the, the six thousand series. The thirty sorry, the sixty eight hundred XT and the sixty nine hundred XT both have sixteen gigs. I think the thirty eighty sorry, not thirty eighty, the sixty eight hundred has twelve gigs, and so does the sixty seven hundred XT, I think. And sixty seven hundred has eight gigs, something like that. Mm-hmm. They it's have more Yeah, I mean AMD around. has it's, traditionally it's always had more VRAM than NVIDIA. But NVIDIA has had faster graphics mm. cards. So, and VRAM hasn't been mm. a huge issue up until now. I would say because games are like utilizing yeah. GPUs in different ways than they were back in the day. So it's yeah. times are changing. Um, yeah. So that's important. Mm. Uh, then we got to talk about form factor real quick for GPUs. The biggest question is, will it fit in the case that you want? Right. This is something you need to double check. They. Yeah. Every single store page will usually have dimensions for your GPU, and the case store page will usually have dimensions for what size GPU it will fit, right? So you just got to make sure those both match up. Uh, Some high-end GPUs have become super massive, like disgustingly huge. I am surprised Mm -hmm. that the PCIe slot can support them. Now, obviously, you screw it into the side of the case, but it's still a lot of weight hanging on that thing yeah uh yeah exactly yeah people, like, actually, yeah, people support that because they start to sag <laughs> it's like goku <laughs> goku just goes, uh so yeah that's that's something you got to worry about some of them are taking up pci uh three pcie slots so you know on your uh on the back of your mm-hmm. case where you like plug in your video cables you know how sometimes you have to take out those grills mm-hmm. when you put in your gpu oh, yeah, yeah. because maybe it doesn't line yeah. up properly those are those are called PCIe slots, at least on your case. And there are some GPUs that are taking up three or mm-hmm. more of those. They're that thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, that's yeah. How, that's how big the thirty nine is. Man. It takes up like three, on three on and most half GPUs. Yeah, slots. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like a big sandwich. So, for example, really John, you don't know this story, right? Because um, you had toned me out for the past six months, right? You yeah, we we were fighting. Uh, yeah, we were fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. when I got my 3080, <laughs> I didn't think about how how big it was. I was like, oh, it's triple fans. I had a triple fan in my uh, case before with my 1080 Ti. I'm fine. I got it. I went to go put it in my case, and it didn't fit <laughs> lengthwise. It was too long. It went from hitting the back of my case, where you plug in the, the display connectors, to hitting the front of my case, where my fans are. Oh my gosh. So I had to take out the front intake fan to be able to fit it in there. And I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way that I upgraded my GPU to 3080, which is known to run very hot. And I'm not going to have a fan there. So I bought 
I just crossed my fingers and I bought a slim fan, which is about half the thickness of a normal mm-hmm. fan that you would get for your case. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. bad boy slips in there. I'm not joking. Half a millimeter between the fan blade and the <laughs> end of my GPU. I'm not joking. I have a picture on Discord, but it's probably it's way too far up there. So I'll just post it again. I'm telling you, yeah. it that distance between those two scares the crap out of me. <laughs> Hey, yeah. it's, that's it premium, premium cooling uh, in between premium yeah. cooling. Yeah. So that's, that's something that you have to consider when you get a, when you know that there's a case that you want, make sure that not only your CPU cooler, cause we didn't talk about that, uh, but also your GPU will fit. Those are two, uh, concerns. Yeah. Gotcha. And then the last thing about GPUs mm. is. Unlike with CPUs where you can like kind of dictate core count of like what kind of performance it's going to have, GPUs you can't necessarily do that. You can use teraflops as a kind of determining factor, but there's some weird scaling that happens like teraflops between generations and between manufacturers is not one to one. So like you know how something that yeah. a lot of viewers might know of like when the xbox one x came out they're like oh it's six teraflops of performance it's like high end whatever like mm-hmm. exactly it's just a number right but cool <clears throat> it's like a theoretical performance of the gpu a six teraflop amd and a six teraflop nvidia may perform a little bit differently it's not one-to-one hmm. so that's not a good way to gauge yeah. performance so yeah. we can't necessarily tell you get a six teraflop gpu or whatever yeah the best rule of thumb thumb that jones and i kind of figured out we talked about this a long time ago i don't even think he remembers oh we talked about it in our monitor episode Mm -hmm. yeah basically for your gpu budget you want to spend as much on your gpu as you spent on your cpu or more right but yeah that doesn't necessarily (laughs) apply to today as it did back then as much you're go you're going <laughs> to spend as much on your GPU yeah. as yeah. So you are on your CPU. The, the reason we say that is uh, a mid-range CPU, a good bang for buck is between like two to three hundred bucks, right? Two That's like where bucks. we would say, like, okay, with that, you're mm-hmm. definitely good for gaming, right? With a GPU, two to three hundred dollars is also mid-range. So you're definitely good for like mid-range 1080p gaming, right? But because CPUs, mm-hmm. they have kind of outpaced where technology currently is. You can spend way more in your GPU and still have that two to three hundred dollar CPU and still mm-hmm. be totally fine. And you're not like you're probably still you could probably still get a better GPU, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. That's kind yeah. of our recommendation for buying a GPU is that just match the same price that you spend on your CPU or spend a little bit more. Yeah. I think the big thing that you have here too is that six gigs of VRAM minimum. is basically yeah. mandatory at this point. So look for look for that, preferably at least eight, yeah. I think is what we said on episode 99 when we were talking about GPUs. You should get eight. If you can get more than that, great. But I'm also one of those people that because the market's so screwed up and everything right now, like yeah. I'm not ever going to spend $800 on a graphics card or a thousand or $1,500. I don't care how much money I have. That's just outrageous to me. I was like, that's just letting NVIDIA and AMD just yeah. basically just do whatever they want. Yeah. 
And because people are desperate and they'll just pay those prices, it's like, guys, I know. I mean, it sucks when you're in a case like how Dakota was, where he's like, my graphics card's dying and I have to have a computer to do the show, play games, everything else. So it's like, let me see if I can get something at MSRP. Well, at least I feel right, like yeah, I'm I was still getting ripped, ripped off. off. I am. With the bundle <laughs> that they had, because I know yeah. I, I think Crawl had asked, you know, because we had said like, oh, don't support scalping and and these overpriced markets, and he was like, but you bought one. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair enough. My case was a little bit weird, and it's also a case that we would say to anybody else, like if your GPU is dying, like we understand you have to get a, a yeah. new GPU some way. At the time, the used yeah. market for whatever reason was asking way more than than uh like retailers were which i'm like i'm not gonna buy a four-year-old gpu for the same yeah. or more than i would a new gpu yeah. and i was like yeah. <clears throat> i'm not mm-hmm. i was trying to get a 3060 at the time which would have matched the 1080 ti in performance right so it would have been like an easy swap and mm-hmm. i could have sold the 1080 ti for a, to a miner yeah. for the same price as 3060 i was like that's a win-win right but at the time, mm-hmm. there was nothing in stock. The only thing yeah. that was in stock was 3080, and I was like, I got to do it. And luckily, with the bundle that they had, I was able to sell the motherboard yeah. and still come close to MSRP. So I was like, whatever. It's a wash. It's crappy yeah. wash, but yeah. Hey, hey, you got a 3080. Yeah. I mean, and it's still an upgrade for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Basically. So Basically. to summarize this whole long episode, which we were trying to shoot for an hour and a half, obviously we didn't make that. Let's but sum- also, to summarize the last year of doing the these 101s, we're going to give you mm-hmm. one sentence for each part, right? CPU. Get a CPU mm-hmm. with six cores and 12 threads. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much as long as it's a new, G- yep, uh, a new CPU, like current generation, 12th or, or 5,000 series, you're good. Six cores, 12 threads. Memory. Get yep. 16 gigabytes minimum and get at least two sticks. That equals 16 gigabytes, right? Mm-hmm. Motherboard. Get an yeah. ATX motherboard with at least four DIMM slots or memory slots. GPU. Spend as much uh, on your GPU as you did your CPU or spend more and have at least six gigabytes of VRAM on it. We would recommend eight even for 1080p gaming, mm-hmm. but that's the minimum. Storage. We'd recommend getting an M.2 NVMe drive at least as fast as the console, which would be about two gigabytes. Uh, and generally, uh, if you get like a one terabyte drive NVMe drive, it's about $100. I would say that's it's pretty good pricing. SSD prices have mm-hmm. not fallen for like three years. Yeah. I think we're almost at like material cost for them yeah. to make stuff like that. It it may drop a little bit more, mm-hmm. but uh, that's like a good medium for, for, the, for storage. For your case, I would suggest mm-hmm. getting an ATX mid-tower a case with a tempered glass side panel. Reason being is that ATX mid-towers, very popular, tons of different style options, mm-hmm. uh, as well as getting a tempered glass side panel. A lot of people want their case to look good. Tempered glass looks the best, uh, as well as uh, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to want to see their components. When they get into this hobby, part of the reason they do it is because it yeah. looks cool. And so yeah. tempered glass side panel, you'll be able to see and mm-hmm. it'll look great. And then for the power supply, mm-hmm. get enough wattage for all of your parts and get a 80 plus gold certified power supply, right? For to get that efficiency, as mm-hmm. well as making sure that it's at least semi-modular. Fully modular is gonna be 
mm-hmm. an absolute dream to work with <laughs> because half the cables you're not going to use. So it's going to be mm-hmm. super easy to cable manage, but at least get a semi-modular to make your life easier. Yeah, and and as Dakota was saying before too, and I totally agree with them, because the power supply is something you're going to yeah. keep for uh, multiple upgrades usually, five to 10 years, invest in your power supply. Hey, if you have to spend another 20, 30 bucks to get it fully modular, it's just going to make you rebuilding your case and your system that much yeah. easier in the future. You'll be like, oh, thank God I spent the extra $20. They're not that bad anyway. I mean, like, one. might as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is all we have for awesome. the 101s. I think we have a couple more that we want to do next year, but it's not about each individual part. I think we have some other ideas for that. And plus, we have a ton of other series for season yeah. three. So stay tuned for all of that. Yeah, there will be. Definitely. There will be more stuff in the future. For John, sure. for what sure. did you learn today? I learned a lot because like I learned a lot of the stuff when we did them originally, but you know, I kind of forgotten about the gold platinum rating. Cause I was, I still see that stuff and I'm still like, even after a while it kind of, you know, you lose it and you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. And, um, I always like hearing about the CPUs cause that stuff confuses me. And I honestly, I, you know, I, I, didn't know about the 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 graphics card stuff like the the i didn't know i had a gigs of ram in this or a gigs of a vram so uh that's cool to hear about that mm-hmm. stuff because for, you know i play on 1440 if i can and i only have eight gigs so i'm already yeah. like behind the curve on that so yeah but you play league of legends i don't even know if league of legends plays at 1440 i know i i know i tried to play cyberpunk on 1440 and that it laughed at me i can't even play on 1080 so i mean whatever but um, nobody can (laughs) nobody can you probably can with 3080 no yeah no no you've tried it runs like crap yes it's (sighs) still broken so there's there's no hope it's still dude it's a year plus (sighs) honestly like those are the big ones like the, the graphics card's pretty big uh and then the CPUs, it, it's always cool to hear about that stuff because knowing the nitty gritty is is kind of hard to pick up. So it's mm-hmm. good to get like the dumbed down versions. Yeah. I mean, all all people have to do is just listen to this two hour and dumb 13 down. minute podcast to figure out what they need. Easy. <laughs> yeah. The Hey, dumb you down should put a, you, you should put a timestamp specifically is. for Thank like the much. one minute version of each. Yeah. <laughs> At this summary at the end. <laughs> yeah. We should. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah I'm just going to timestamp the summary at the end. <laughs> if you want to skip ahead and not listen to two yeah, hours, the here's the three-minute summary of what you needed to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Need, need skip, 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 skip. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Dakota. It's much appreciated. John, do you want to do the appreciated. outro? Wait. Okay, Jones, do you want to do the outro? <laughs> Okay, John, yeah, sure, I'll do the outro. It was deleted from our notes for some reason, but I'll do it anyways. <laughs> so if you liked our show, you can go ahead and uh, check us out on our website, pcmarcast.com. If you really like the show, you can uh, go to patreon.com for slash pcmarcast, throw us a few bucks there if you like this type of content. Uh, on our website, which I already mentioned, which is our name, blah, blah, blah. Scroll down at the bottom. You have links to all of our Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Discord is the best way to get in contact with us because 
we're kind of obsessed and we're on there all the time and there's tons of people that are more helpful than I am usually that are on there to help you with the questions and whatnot and entertain you and yeah. suck all of your time away. Shockingly. Yeah. The amount of people that will just randomly join discord and then like, Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I've spent here all day. I've been here all day just sending messages and like random stuff. But yeah, uh, that is good. And at the bottom of our website, there's also a little form you can fill out if you like the show or if you don't like the show, just send us an email, basically. And if you want us to read it on the show, we will definitely do that. Man, I feel overwhelmed. Because yes, thank you so much. This is Thank you, Dakota, for doing this because this is a, a metric crap ton of work. It has been a metric ton of work over the entire year because basically you spent two hours summarizing <laughs> like 10, 14 hours of content again and there's just so much stuff to learn with pcs and it's always cool going back and like you know even even the cpu one that we did you know three four weeks ago i'm yeah. just like oh man <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot forgotten. of stuff to remember most of this stuff well dude and i think thinking back i think yeah. the motherboard and ram episode was like one of the funniest episodes that we did like for just you and i like laughing about it yeah i think uh, was, wait yeah was john there for that one yeah i think so yeah, fifty mm-hmm. nine. Yeah, I think he was still there. Yeah, I think yeah, he was. I think he was. Like, like, honestly, the yeah. ca- the case in power supply one was too. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, literally an episode that should not be funny at all. Yeah, was like one of the funniest. So episodes I mean, we had, we had fun doing all of those episodes. Yeah. So that's true. We have fun doing all of our episodes, true. even the ones that are boring and that no one likes. Like, like <laughs> whoa, every episode whoa. that I usually host. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love everyone and you guys mostly. Hi. And we're glad that John is back. He like honestly, he like he tripped over his computer yeah. cable and he just like went into well, the dark. Have you guys played uh, Super Mario? Um, the the one with the mirrors, yeah, the paintings. Mm-mm. Odyssey. When John tripped, he just like sunk through oh. the floor into a different world. He just came back. Yeah, it he just took me a while to get to find my way back. Oh, uh, that's super. Yeah. I think that's Super, super Mario 64. 64. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Wait, what are they, what do they say in Lord of the Rings? Not all who sure. wander no. are lost. Is that what they said? I, I think they said no Did man can that? kill me. <laughs> I'm not a man. <laughs> I am no man. Is that what she said? No, she's like, I am no man. <laughs> <laughs>